everybody, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Ring. Today's date is, uh, shit. I'm September 17th, 2016. This is episode, I'm not prepared, is it 66? Oh, man. I think it's 66. Three more to go, Blake. Three to go. 66. Three more. Three more. Yeah, I, this can is make it. I can hold out. With Hold me are Blake Corey, and what's up, Jay Totoro, howdy, and Alex Scott from SNES Drunk. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? What's going on? Do 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 Yeah, I thought you were doing the Sonic thing. No, that'd be more like. Oh no no no, we don't do this. If anything, I'm drowning in beer right now. Now, yeah, now you are, especially. Alex, how's it going? We uh, happy to have you back on the show. Uh, Obviously, you were on you. earlier in the year, and we thought it'd be yeah. fun to have you back on again. I appreciate you having me. It's really cool to hang out with you guys again. Thanks for having me. How is uh, So, of course, uh, if anybody missed the first episode that Alex was on with us, he runs a YouTube channel called SNES Drunk, where he plays and talks about, as you can probably guess, uh, primarily old Super Nintendo games. Uh, Alex, oh. how is the... I won't is go into go in too deeply into it because we've already kind of done the rundown on the other episode, but how's, how's the channel been going for you? It's pretty cool. Uh, still looking at old uh, Super Famicom stuff that never got released in the United States. Oh, nice. Uh, just got a video up this past Tuesday about Gundam Wing Endless Duel, which is a one-on-one fighting nice. game. Yeah, it's what it's I played really a good. That, uh, God knows how many years ago that was. Yeah. Now, probably 12 years ago. Exactly. Now. I've I've gotten a ton of comments about it telling me like, this is one of the first ROMs I ever played like, back <laughs> in like when emulation first started back in like yeah. the early 2000s and stuff. Yeah, Everybody so. I knew that was getting into emulating around the early yeah. 2000s, like everyone was like, oh my God, you have to play this fighting game. It's so good. It's fun. It's the frame rate and it's like the pixel art and it's fast. And Yeah, it's... the art on it is really good. And the um, controls are like the typical like Street Fighter. It's like more like a Street Fighter Alpha kind of a thing with combos and that kind of stuff. It's yeah. it's really it's really well done. I love it. Would Alex, when you play these games, do do you play ROMs or do you mostly play cartridges or a little bit of both or what? If I have the cartridge, I'll play it. Obviously, uh, <laughs> right. I usually use uh, the Retron Five. Okay. Um, that I have if I have the cartridge or sometimes if I have like a save state on the cartridge, I'll use my Super Nintendo. I have a RGB plug-in thing to my computer too. It, okay. Or otherwise, most of the time with Super Famicom, as was the case with Gundam Wing Endless Duel, I'll use uh, like SNES 9X is my go-to emulator. Okay. And uh, the ROM, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my go-to. So. Okay, cool. Well, anything... Anybody, anything anybody wants to say before we go into news? This is going to be, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and give our listeners a warning. This is going to be a long ass episode probably. So oh, Jesus, Robert, is there anything would. we want to talk about Come on. Before, we, before we get started proper here? Uh, I had a big dinner tonight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> he's he's going to be snoring here in a minute. Dude, I wanted to come home and take a food coma nap right away. Oof. And I'm like, man, I got to go get ready for the podcast. I can't be doing that. Got to go get ready, roll up in my chair. And right. <laughs> hey, I had to turn on my mic, too. Shut up. God. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that we have a level of professionalism around here, all right? Why don't you tell us That's about true. your dinner, and then we'll talk about news. Um, I had like a 18-ounce uh, dry-aged New York Strip au <laughs> steak. 
Excellent. Uh, followed by four desserts that we split with the whole table. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Hats off to you. That is that is that's like the coolest dinner I can think of. It's the meal of meals. Also the meal all in all for all of us, it was probably around five hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, how many people? Uh, six people. <clears throat> oh my god, money bags. No, that's I didn't pay for it. Who did? My you didn't pay for any of it. Stepsister in law paid for it because Damn. She, she's a director, like head gynecologist, and so she makes like head gynecologist. Work. That is a really funny title, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. I had to phrase, phrase it like that. For <laughs> head gynecologist. <laughs> I want that title in my life. <laughs> Okay, put that out of the way. <laughs> that's it. That's a podcast. That's We're it. done. That's a wrap. We thought it was going to be a long one. No, it's all downhill <laughs> from here for sure. <laughs> um. So, all right. So, so news. We got a few things here. I guess we'll start off with the uh, the Nintendo announcement during the Apple announcement thingy. Uh, Mario Endless Runner is coming to iOS in December. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so from what I hear, it's a runner, but not technically an endless runner. Although there is like an endless mode on it. Of course. they Yeah, they talked about like about a year ago or maybe even a little bit more, maybe like a year and a half ago, I feel like uh, Miyamoto or somebody said something like, yeah, we, we're, we need to start looking into, uh, you know, the mobile market to get into there. And when they had talked about that, when they, when, when they, when that, like, it wasn't really an announcement, it was just something that, that came out during a shareholders meeting. It was like, yeah, this is something that we're looking at. This is a, a market we need to get into. Uh, we have some plans for it. I had imagined more like porting old, like actual yeah, Nintendo properties. Yeah, I think properties. that's what most people had in mind, that yeah. they were just going to port old IPs instead of, I mean, at first, and then Tomo came out and I was like, oh, they are trying to go right into the typical mobile games kind of market. So when they announced that they were doing a runner game, I wasn't really surprised. I was just disappointed. Yeah, it's kind of uh, not real. I mean, I guess if you're into runners, then sh- then this is kind of cool. I mean, I'm sure as far as runners go, I, I would expect them to do a you know a pretty okay yeah. I job. would expect this to be a pretty good runner, but it's still going to be a runner. It's game. still going to be a runner. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, any other thoughts on that? Anybody? Or is that, you know, as maybe I'm naive, but when I heard Nintendo was getting into the mobile thing, I thought they were going to like come up with their own like phone or something like that. You know what I mean? Like when they yeah, came out with I a game, they, I was kind of surprised. I don't think like, many people... Nintendo's done some dumb stuff, but that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's exactly it. It's just like they'd be dumb enough to like try something like that. So, <laughs> there you go. The Nintendo phone. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I was I was expecting battery life will but... probably be really good. <laughs> what? That's a good fucking point. Their battery life would actually be pretty decent, like I imagine. Ridiculous battery life. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I didn't. That's not how I took it. I, I took it as just, oh, they're gonna release like the original yeah. Mario and like you know still and you know stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But no, this is yeah. This so this is a little disappointing. Uh, but, but I mean, I guess I don't really care too. I didn't really care too much about it to begin with, so it's not like, yeah, I'm really let down in any way. Um, we also have Chris Metzen retiring from Blizzard. He was. Yeah, there was a couple announcements this week. Yeah, Yay. he was. Uh, 
a senior vice president of story and franchise development. And basically, he was the man behind the. Did, lore did he say he was retiring while. or taking a break? I saw that he said he wanted to focus on other things for a while. Everybody said retiring. Yeah, so. no, I think he is actually like straight up retiring. Okay. I would assume so, but I saw I saw something from him saying like, you know, I'm going to focus on some other things and I, you know, I may be back or something like that. Well, it might it be might retiring to do that, but yeah. Okay. He was a uh, co-create. He was one of the co-creators on the original StarCraft, uh, or or. On the StarCraft Diablo and, uh, or the StarCraft and Diablo f- franchises, and I think he had, uh, you guys probably know more about this than I do, but I think he had some involvement in uh, Warcraft, and specifically World of Warcraft to yeah. some extent as well. Yeah, and to, for from my personal opinion, the story of World of Warcraft has always been pretty shit. <laughs> oh, really? It's got its okay moments, but yeah, it's not exactly. anything that I'm like, oh, wow. I'm really engrossed in the story. Yeah, that it's cool, about. but it's yeah, it's not engrossing by any means. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. You kind of just go, oh, um, here's this important person. Cool. Also, wasn't Metzen the one who said you don't know what you want, or was that somebody else? I don't think that was him. Hmm. Okay. I'll Google. I don't think so. Yeah, I got the sense that it was somebody. I didn't see any jokes about that <laughs> on the threads about this. Uh, yeah, neither did I. So. I kept waiting for it to pop up, so I thought I might be wrong. <laughs> um, so there's a, a a new Kickstarter going on called Dawn of the Devs. Have you guys heard of this? I don't think that I have. <laughs> I have. Okay, so nope. I watched their like uh, promo trailer for it, and there's really no telling whether this is going to be a good game or not. But the the thing that's funny about it I'm is... I'm going to err on the side of not, personally. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't want to just say not right off the bat for no reason. Well, I know, but uh, yeah, come on. But it's... Uh, the game... Like, the, the three main characters on the game are, like, blatant parodies of uh, Hideo Kojima, Cliffy B, <laughs> and... Uh, and Tim Schafer. Those are the characters you play as. And that's really... And, and for Honestly, the trailer kind of looks okay. It looks like the graphics look nice. The gameplay looks like it has potential. Like, not necessarily good, but like it could be good. Um, the Hideo Kojima character carries around a cardboard box with him. And as you can imagine, uses it to like sneak past uh, bad guys. <laughs> Uh, the Cliffy B character has just like this big ass gun. I forgot what Tim Schafer's. It's like Tom Schiffer is is his name. I forgot what he uh, if he has a weapon or what. But anyway, uh, again, that's that's all there is to say about it. Really, it's just kind of funny that they've got this with these uh, developers. It's kind of an interesting idea. Who knows whether it's going to be any good or not? Right now, I'm looking at it. It's got 19 days to go. Seventeen thousand out of sixty-five thousand dollar goal is what they've raised so far. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, Army Men games are out on GOG now. Those are... I, we talked about those on the podcast a little bit, didn't we? I feel like someone played one of them. I did. I think we talked about that. On, we talked about it. Uh, there was some back and forth with somebody about it on Twitter. Maybe that's what you were thinking of. I I just have never played them. I was like, what, are they supposed to be good? I don't think. Jay, yeah, you played, really. you don't seem yeah, very good. Yeah, Jay, you yeah. played one of them for the podcast, but I looked it up, and the one that you played is not one of the ones that uh, that they've released on GOG. Yeah, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're nothing special. I mean, they're, they're fun for what they are, and they were better, you know, at the time, but... Sure. Yeah, I, this is... 
I never, I kind of like assumed that they were of the quality that you guys are pretty much saying they are. So I never mm-hmm. ever tried them out. But it's uh, it's Army Men One, Two, and Toys in Space. Those are available okay. now. Okay. On God. That was uh, that was kind of a weird segue. Like One, Two, and Space. Huh? That's the progression of life. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you seen? Well, haven't yeah. you seen Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey? That's what happens. Oh my God, Robert! That's why go- there's the number two and then the number one, and then they go to space. <laughs> they really go to space. <laughs> they can line it up. Uh, Interplay is selling all of their intellectual properties. Um, basically, it seems uh, from from what I gather, they've been having some financial trouble. Obviously, Interplay hasn't really been like somebody that's like a company that you hear about much lately. This, yeah, I'd forgotten they exist. Yeah, I basically I had to. What games they've done. Uh, so th- uh, this is from PCInvasion.com that I'm reading this article. Some of their uh, properties are Battle Chess, Boogerman. How about that one? Oh, God, Boogerman. Clay oh. Fighter. Oh, wow. Uh, Dark Descent. Or Dar- I'm getting this straight from PCInvasion.com again. Once again, Dark Alliance, Descent, Earthworm, Jim, Free Space, Kingpin, uh, Max, Messiah, MDK, Redneck Rampage, and uh, they have quite a bit. Baldur's oh, Gate's on here as well. Baldur's? No, I don't. No, no, no. I don't think Baldur's Gate. Oh, really? I'm looking at a list on Wikipedia. The following list of games are developed or published by Interplay Entertainment. Well, they pro- maybe they published it, but they don't. Own, that's yeah. probably. I don't think okay. that's an IP that they own. Ah, or it could okay, be. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. Um, not much to say about that. Just kind of. That sort of just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, I wonder I wonder if anybody's going to... Because most of these properties, if not all of them, nobody's done anything with them for a long time. So I guess the main the main reason I brought... I thought that was somewhat interesting is that I wonder if we'll see anything happen with any of these. Pick one. What I would had you, no idea. What would I be had, your... Sorry, what? Go ahead, Alex. Sorry, I, I had no idea they were doing anything. When I think Interplay, I think Out of This World or Another World in Europe. So... Oh, or flashback. Right. I yeah, think they yeah, did yeah. those games. That's what I think of. And I think they were just like a one-off. I had <laughs> no idea they were still doing stuff. What are they doing now? No, I don't think what, they're what, doing what anything. Is... I think uh, let's see. I'm looking at I'm reading this article. I have no idea. Like I don't I get the okay. sense that they don't really do <laughs> do much video game stuff anymore. Like I think oh, okay. they may be in some other markets possibly. I could be totally wrong on that. I basically didn't do any research for this just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> But uh, okay, out of those, real quick, out of those properties that I, that I just ran through, which one, pick one that you would like to see uh, something somebody do something with. Uh, I can't remember most of what you said, so I'm gonna go with Boogerman. <laughs> Jay, I said Clay Fighter. Alex, out of this world. Uh, I'd probably go with Clay Fighter as well. I actually God, thought no about playing the game. Funny enough, no he picks his nose and flings it at enemies. His health bar is a a string of stuff. That's my real life, Blake. Well, <laughs> I don't need. To play yeah, we play video games to get away from real life. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So uh, one thing we don't talk about very much in this podcast is Kickstarter's being delayed. Jeez. Uh, <sighs> you guys know where I'm. Have you heard? I was about in this? a good mood coming into this. Just so you know. <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? Have you heard about it? I don't, actually, myself. I'm kind of scared. No Blood, idea. Bloodstained. Oh, man. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Koji. So this is the uh, the game by Koji Igarashi, who is of Castlevania fame. He started. <laughs> they started this Kickstarter. Or he's, he's creating a game. 
that was kickstarted uh, back in, I don't remember when it was kickstarted. Like, I feel like it was about six or eight months ago, maybe a year. It's Bloodstained. It's basically kind of like a spiritual successor to the Castlevania series. The estimated delivery is uh, March of next year. So, so first off, that's not bad. No, 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 no. That's the original. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that's the new expected. Nope, man. That is what they originally said. So, so think about this. This is that's six months away right now. They're saying. The first half of 2018 now. Oh, no. God damn. I was afraid of something like that. <laughs> I'm <here> laughing, Alex. <laughs> it's so typical. It's just freaking yeah, see it over and over and over. Yeah, that's why I knew it was going to happen. Because just it's come the same shit that we've seen before. Yeah. It's just come on. Jesus. And the other thing that's frustrating about this is I went up, I went and looked it up. Their goal for the game was $500,000. They got over a million. Dude, they got five and a half million. Shut up. Of course. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You got to pay for the developers' yachts and their children's cars and <laughs> children's oh, Ferraris crap, and stuff. Man. Jesus, that's absurd. For the credibility of the, the Kickstarters, man, it really it, does every time. It, and these get so does. much publicity. Every time Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. so frustrating. Like, on one hand, I'll, I'll say that, so, like, I am probably unfair and in some ways hypocritical uh, as far as these, like, Kickstarter delays go. Because uh, Thimbleweed Park, which I'm very much looking forward to, got delayed, I think, about four or five months. It's supposed to come out, I think, in January or sometime early next year, and it was supposed to be out right And that's now. just a point and click, so there's no real gameplay there either. <laughs> I'm going. I'm muting you. Nice, nice shot, Blake. That, that was like right in the kidneys. That was right in the kidneys. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. The joke was there. But like to say, six months before it's due, like this is definitely going to take another year. Besides what we thought, that seems a bit extreme, especially when you make uh, eleven times what your goal was. Well, I mean, the money, it doesn't make people work faster either. It's just that, like, but at you this can point, hire I more people. Shit. But you can hire, you can more, hire people. more people, but you also go into it not expecting to a lot of the time. It looks bad. The amount of money I'm paid determines how fast I work, Blake, just so you know. So. <clears throat> anyway, so he had some announcement, and it was like, you know, the typical, like, I've decided, you know, I've. Sorry. I've decided, I've decided that uh, sorry, whoops, sorry. in order for this to like, you know, become the true vision of what I had, we're going to need oh, like some extra time. So it's going to be delayed at basically at least a year. <sighs> so there's that. That's yeah, that's a little frustrating. And the last thing I've got is just said. the launch of the National Video Game Foundation. <laughs> this is in. uh Nottingham, UK, of course. Um, this is a foundation to... Let's see. Oh, I'm just reading from their press release here. The National Video Game Foundation exists to celebrate, preserve, and interpret video games for everyone through its pioneering what work in curation, exhibition at public engagement... <laughs> exhibition and public engagement, rather. It rediscovers the past and creates a valuable legacy for the future. Uh, the foundation aims to inspire new people to make video games, start new conversations about them, and find ways in which they can contribute to culture, society, and education. So that's pretty cool. 
That is very cool. That's fine. I don't have a solid. That's okay. I don't have a. Solid... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's all right. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, I think it's. I mean, I think it's cool. I don't. I gotta say, from this press release, I don't have a solid understanding of what exactly they're gonna be doing. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, they're monitoring Kickstarters. <laughs> but anything that. That fucking chance. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty vague vision, mission statement there. Yeah, but, it's pretty uh, vague, but I sounds pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, I exactly. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> it's got all the words I'm that in, I like to but... hear. Yeah, I'm in, but I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I'm in. Video games. I remember that one. You guys remember that? Yeah, that's that's basically that's why I'm in. So I imagine they're like all getting together now, and they're like, okay, so what should we do? <laughs> what do we actually <laughs> do again? Oh, we forgot to figure out our jobs. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! No, in all seriousness, I am excited about this, but I just have no no idea what they're actually going to be doing yet. But I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Uh, time to talk about the games we've been playing for the past couple weeks. Jay, you Video sound pretty games. excited about that. Blake asked to go first tonight, by the way, Robert. Okay, Blake. I did. I don't remember this. I'm not that drunk yet, so. Oh, sorry. I am. I am. Hi. <laughs> you get it. Because Wait, if I put drunk in my name, name, am I allowed to be drunk every nice time I do Trump. something? Of course. That that's works? the trick. That's, you don't need uh, it in your name to be drunk every time. Thing. That's how that's I make why it. Through. I have the name, obviously. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And plus, every time I screw up and like mess up something, it's like, well, I'm <laughs> You've drunk. You've got a nice scapegoat there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually amazing. <laughs> it's like a handicap. Like, that's awesome. Of course. Yes. That's, that's a whole pretty idea. good idea. It's genius, actually. <laughs> This is all right. So this is hard enough to figure out who goes first when uh, when we got three people, but now we've got four. Let's Why? go, huh? Because we can never decide who wants to go first. Okay. Uh, Alex, your name starts with an A, so you go first. <laughs> that means Blake's second, right? Yeah. God, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You you really want me to talk about Stardew Valley again for like twenty minutes? Because I can. No, we, we don't Valley have to. Let's not like, talk about Stardew Valley unless you have unless you <laughs> literally haven't. Huh? No, that's that's all I've been playing for the past <laughs> for the past like. No, I've been Come playing on. Stardew Valley. I've been playing Marvel Super Heroes War of the Gems for Super Nintendo. It's like a super disappointing game, by the way. I've never even heard of this. Sorry, be sorry to be such a downer, but it's really not very good. Uh, welcome, it's, welcome. <laughs> it's uh it's a game where you play as like Iron Man, a Super Nintendo game where you play as Iron Man, Spider Man, Wolverine, the Hulk, and uh, Captain America. It's called what? Marvel Superheroes War of the Gems, and it's uh, the the story is adapted from the what do you call it? The Infinity something. Infinity um, War. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, for the Infinity Gems, those yeah, are the exactly. gems of power. Blake's the right, expert. yeah. The le- everything about the game is fine. It's the music is fine. Like the the sprites are awesome, and like the artwork is awesome. The backgrounds are great. It's just the level design is like, you know, it's a beat 'em up game. So it's just you. Okay. You, kick these you three guys' up. asses. Yeah, and then and then you go to a clearing and you beat these three guys up. Then you go to a wall. And then you smash the wall. And then you go past the wall. That's funny because literally, these... I pulled up a YouTube video, and as soon as you said "smash the wall," I see Captain America smashing a wall. It's that's all it is. That's all the game is. It's just smashing walls. <laughs> it's 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 stupid because it's structured the same way as X Men Mutant Apocalypse for uh, Super Nintendo, Capcom. Same thing, same deal. It's just War of the Gems came out like two years later, 
but it's just they half-assed level design big time so it's super disappointing but uh if all you want to do is play as the hulk and smash walls that's fine you know uh, there's your game but uh <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah finally i've been waiting for this <laughs> <laughs> except there's already uh marvel heroes game on Steam, yeah, free every, to play, yeah. which is a great game right yeah it's but on super nintendo super nintendo well, on well, 16 bit that's right. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh yeah, we're talking about Super Nintendo here, Blake. <laughs> Be respectful. Happened? We were mumbling to each other. That's what. <laughs> yeah, impressive. I was a new meta mumbling. Robert, make it stop. I'm try. I wish I could. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. That was fast. So so about that long episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so thumbs down pretty much is what you're saying. Uh it, it's fine. I mean, it's a beat em up. You can't Sounds have like a summer quality. It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah, if you no. but, is it uh, You know, I don't know. I only play by myself. That's no, I get what you're saying though. It's one of those games. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get that. I don't have friends either. <laughs> It's one of those, it looks like one of those games, like, just like you said, we're like, yeah, if you want to play as, you know, if you always want to play as the Hulk or something, it's all right. Iron for Man, that. Like, yeah. You know, it's like the, like the new, like, I haven't played it, but it, what it looks like to me, like the newer Transformers games. Like, yeah, if you want to play a Transformers games and you want to be a Transformer. Sure, exactly. I heard those were pretty good. Yeah, I heard they're like really? good if you want to play yeah. a Transformers game. Like, not the newest one from Platinum Games. Oh, okay. The, the OG yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The ones that came out uh, like Wait, two years ago. No, no. Oh. There were. There's been a few recent ones. There was one that came out. The most recent one was by Platinum Games, and that was very not well accepted. Oh, really? It was a very. <laughs> okay, boring, I thought it was. All, I thought it was kind of like okay accepted, but maybe not. Not from what I know. Not from the people I've heard of. Okay. Anyway. And then uh, there were a few before that. Uh, one of them's on Steam, at least. Let me look this up really quick because I heard that these were not that bad, like something like Transformers War on Titan Tron, something like that. Titan Tron. <laughs> Steam. <laughs> sounds sounds yeah, like a Transformers just... game. It's a bunch of Transformers fighting the WWE Titan Tron. Cybertron. I would play that. Transformers War for Cybertron. Okay, that makes more sense. I was close, and then Fall of Cybertron, and then Rise of the. I don't know. A few of those are supposed to be good. I think Devastation, Transformers Devastation, was the one by Platinum Games. People did not like that, from what I know. Did y'all like the original Transformers movie? Yeah, I don't remember it at all. I don't think. No, no, no! Like the original. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Okay. I actually liked, the, the, although I did like the first of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. I actually thought that was that was pretty good. Uh, it was better than the GI Joe movie. Oh, come dude! On. I look. Like, I'll be straight. I, I am a bit of a movie snob sometimes, but I actually do like the first new Transformers movie and the first new GI Joe no. movie. Really? This fucking guy. Really? I feel I like if the you G. go G. in like a drinking game. just as a straight up like action movie they're pretty good movies like no, obviously no, they're they're dumb as hell but they've got like cool action scenes and stuff in them now every single transformers movie after that one was complete shit and i saw the second uh gi joe movie too it was also complete shit but the first one of each of those they were pretty fun i would not watch gi joe again ever. i would watch the first gi joe again definitely i thought i've it was seen the too. first transformers all day so they played at the gym like once a week anyway the uh 
The original Transformers movie was pretty cool, though, too. That's all right. It's fine. It's good. I liked it. The main thing I remember is uh, the guy yelling, Grimrock, get your noodle out of my face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just feel like there wasn't enough Transformers in those movies, uh, in that series. That's what was so frustrating about it. In the new one? In the new yeah, one, but the new they had series. Megan Fox. I feel like I knew more about her character than about them by the end of that movie. <laughs> I am not fucking surprised. <laughs> yeah. Wait, she had a character in that? What? <laughs> yeah, she heard her, she had a struggling childhood. Her dad wasn't around, so she... I don't so know, she's you know. an annoying she, she had toe thumbs. She got toe thumbs from it or something like that. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's go on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> sorry, Roberto. Too easy. <laughs> uh, Blake, your turn. Oh, no. Jake? I'm sorry, Jake or Blake? <laughs> Blake. Yeah, who is it? Blake, please. Blake. Blake. Okay, so that's you, Blake. That's, uh, supposedly. You're only. Right, you're Blake. not. You're. You're allowed to talk about a max of three Final Fantasy games, okay? <laughs> well, thankfully, since then, uh, I haven't done yeah, too seriously. much. I beat Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. I would just like to say. <laughs> oh, that hold was... on a minute here. I need to hear about this one. Yeah. Oh, hey, there. There's not much to say. I went through it pretty much last time. Uh, I talked about Irvine and the fact that the story you finished apart. it though. I did. Wow. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. I've wow. beaten every Final Fantasy one through That's eight admirable. so far. That's wow. impressive. No, one through nine. Excuse me, one through nine. And God, it was a what? massive disappointment. Did we get an email about it? <laughs> huh? Did we get an email? Remember we asked? Yes. What yeah. Uh, yeah. We did. Do we want to talk about? Do we want to segue that in here? Yeah. No. Do we want to fit that in here? Uh, I kind of do because I think it's okay. Relevant. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I actually did skim through some of these emails. The, the, re- the only reason I know that we that this you know usually I don't read the emails in advance, but I do know this one because uh, uh, Chase, who's the one. No, I'm sorry, oh, not Chase, not Chase. Uh, oh shit, where'd it go? Jonathan, <sighs> who is the one who's been doing like the binge listening, where you listen to like oh, yeah, thirty right. episodes okay, yeah. in like a day or something ridiculous like that. Uh, he wrote in two emails and the first one said, Rob, read this first. So I had to like, go look at his, see what he was talking about. So he wrote in about final fantasy eight. Um, wow. He said that read this first, but I'm going to, but it actually makes more sense if I read these in the order that he sent them. So I won't read the whole first email, but I'll read what he says about final fantasy eight. Yeah. That's that's all we need for now. So final fantasy eight and his first email, he, uh, this is Jonathan once again, who has been binge listening to us. Everyone hates on this game, but I liked it. I especially liked the bla- uh, the I especially liked the magic system. Yes, it was very grindy yeah. and annoying, but once you had ninety nine of the spells, you could assign them to your stats and bolster your team. So it was very rewarding for the time you had to invest. I also really liked the triad card game, and the summons were cool too. The flashbacks were kind of dumb, but every Final Fantasy game does dumb, does some dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick, then he followed that up uh, a couple days later. And said, okay, so I just said I don't want to write two emails in one week, but I sent an email that needs clarification. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII. Listening to Blake recall this game helped me remember some suffering that I had pushed out of my memory. <laughs> oh, wow. So he hasn't played recently. Oh. He says, you are right. I actually don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you brought back repressed memory, Blake. <laughs> I'm a monster. Mission accomplished. He says, Jay, I did beat it, though. I don't have any argument with you guys. I listened to you say, please write it and tell us why you like the game and said, shit, 
I had fun with the card game, the summons, and the draw system. Yeah. But no, you are right. This game was rough. Okay, those continue. Are the best, You're right. Those are the best factors of the game. The card game was okay. It was the first one with it. The leveling system was not awful. It was very grindy, which you I mean you kind of expect from the Final Fantasy series. But the story and just kind of the overall feeling of the game was was subpar, especially coming off of Final Fantasy VII. Right. Like and then going into Final Fantasy IX, which were both really great games. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, uh, <laughs> listen, well, let's, all right, uh, we'll segue so back the other in Final Fantasy game. to Blake. All right, so we'll finish eight first. Uh, the finish of the game turns into complete and utter nonsense. They it just <laughs> Imagine becomes, that. like right, it becomes a time loop, and then you exit the time loop at the end of the game. And I get that. One of the cooler things that I do like about the game's story is that earlier in the game, you find out from Edia that she found a sorceress on the beach and she took the sorceress's powers long story short that's how sorcerers <laughs> uh, sorceresses work in this world i okay. we won't get into the specifics you just find them on a beach. they have to pass their powers on before they die and so the sorceress on the beach turns out to be the last boss of the game and so then you have a flashback sequence where you're at the time where Edia gets her powers from the sorceress. And I liked that little bit of continuity and that they capped it off like that. Uh, that was cool. That was one of the only things in the ending that I give a shit about, though. Everything else is just an absolute mess. The last boss you run into her once. This is a problem that Final Fantasy games uh, run into sometimes. The only time you really see her is when you walk into her throne room and you kick her ass. The final dungeon is very annoying. You... You walk in and you get all of your abilities sealed except for like two of them. And then after that, you have to beat up like mini bosses in the area to get your abilities unlocked again. You have to unlock item. You have to unlock separately the ability to revive people. Oh, God. <laughs> you like have to unlock magic. You have to unlock the draw. You have to unlock your ability to draw. You have to unlock... Um, the ability to summon guardian forces. I think all command abilities like mug, death blow, etc., are all one thing that you unlock at the same time. Lots of crap like that. It's Yikes. a very not fun final dungeon. I hate the place. No thanks. And then the final boss uh, throws a ton of shit at you. It's like four or five different forms. I actually had to do the boss a few times. I made it to the last form once. And they have an ability that can erase your magic. And there was one important spell that I needed her not to erase for me to be able to finish oh, the shit. fight. And of course, the one spell that she erased on her second turn out of the uh, like 40 spells I had on the character, she erased the one that was junction to my HP. So my HP went from 3.5 thousand down to 600. Does it erase it permanently or just for the battle? Um, I think it erases it permanently. Well, it's the end of the game. So, so. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So there's no play yeah. after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, yeah, I hated it. I hated that last boss. I hated the whole sequence leading up to it. Uh, the story never got better. Matter of fact, it probably even got worse at one point. You're out in space, and oh, Renoa's out in space because she's possessed by a sorceress, and so she jumps out there, and you decide the whole space station is falling apart because the sorceress possessing Renoa unleashed another sorceress that was tied down to the moon. What did you just I, say? I'm, I'm not making this up. Like, it's not literally tied down. Is this so Final sorceress... about, Jay? <laughs> All right. So to catch God. you up here, Jay, there's a sorceress <laughs> that was running a very advanced town. Uh, Laguna 
aka Squall's dad. It's never confirmed, but everybody, oh, wow. it's pretty much the it's it's the popular theory. Everybody pretty much believes it. Uh, he beats this town, or he beats the sorceress <laughs> at this town somehow. We don't really see how. And then he like traps the sorceress in a big space contraption that they shoot out on a rocket, and it attaches to the moon. And it's <laughs> sounds like a Ducktales episode. Sounds like a song. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh my god. So uh, Renoa gets possessed <laughs> by the other sorceress that's in the future. So she's projecting herself into the past <laughs> and goodness. takes over Renoa. And Renoa goes out and frees this other sorceress because the sorceress in the future needs the sorceress in present day to be freed oh so she can possess that one and achieve time compression. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, see, now it makes sense. Now well, it makes obviously. sense. Obviously. Yeah. Duh. I, mean, making... I knew that you would get it as soon as I explained that part. Obviously, yeah. right? Of course. So, oh, oh my Lord. God. So she's out in space, <laughs> just floating around. Uh, some stupid shit happens that's not even worth talking about. <laughs> some more stupid shit, you mean? Really stupid shit that is frankly inconsequential and you should have written it out completely. Uh, and then your main character, Squall, decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to jump out into space and go hug her. He has, <laughs> he's got no fucking master plan aside from I'm going out into space. And even everybody else in the shuttle with him is like, what are you doing? How are you going to get back? And he's like, I don't know. So he goes out there and he catches her. And then, because Deus Ex Machina, some of the worst in the series, oh, no. and Final Fantasy has a lot of bad Deus Ex Machina, <laughs> yeah. there's a spaceship right there that they float right into <laughs> that's been stranded out there for 17 years, and they just happen to be on a direct course. For oh, right, right, of course. Of course. Because what else would it be? Because for? Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, oh, wow. God. Uh, I, I complained I in the last episode. There just how... happens to be a spaceship there. That's amazing. Eh, it's it's perfect. I mean, of course yeah. it is. They're star-crossed lovers. Everything has to work out for them. <laughs> it's always anyway. games like this that mess with time. Like, it's always the games that make no fucking sense that are like, how can we fix this? Let's add time travel to it to make it ridiculously com complicated. It, it's just it's like, that's the only way. It's like they write themselves into a corner. It's like, all right, we're going to have to pull out the time, the time travel card. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to call it pulling a JK Rowling now because of her most recent book. Exactly. The same thing applies hey, to Star Trek movies. No, it's the, it's the, you can read the premise. You can read the synopsis. I haven't read the, the new book. I just read the synopsis. It's just time I travel. I haven't seen the movies. I don't okay. actually care. Just oh, it was just funny. I was reading the synopsis. I'm like, what did I just read? Like... <laughs> all right. So Final Fantasy VIII. Well, anyway, all right. So uh, more on Final Fantasy VIII. Let's see. Did I complain about Renoa hanging from a cliff last time? No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, my God. All right. So your garden gets attacked. The garden is the school that you're attending. Oh, okay. You <laughs> <laughs> had a garden. You had a garden. It just got attacked. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not just. <laughs> They're going to trample my roses. <laughs> No, there's a, the the name of your school is the garden, uh, and you're a seed. You're a, so that's the name of the mercenary group. Your seeds, anyway. The hell? So your school. Is We're talking about Stardew Valley again, right? Uh, we it's come full circle. That's how you know we're intelligent, and today's script is really good. That's the rest of, of course, the guys, you won't be disappointed. So, all right, your garden, your school gets attacked, and. Uh, Renoa is with one group and Squall is with another. And Renoa's group, there's like a missile or something that hits. There's an explosion. And she gets knocked down so that she's hanging from a cliff. And so Irvine, the useless piece of shit who doesn't know how to tell you that he recognizes you, 
decides, oh, we can't save her. We've got to go tell Squall that he has to come save her because he'll be able to do it. <laughs> so they run off. <laughs> Meanwhile, Squall is the head of the school, basically. And he's like, hey, guys, go to your defensive positions. And he's out in the front of the school to take on one of the forces that's coming. Irvine runs up and he's like, hey, dumbass, this is way less important. You don't need to be protecting the school right now. What you need to do is go run off and throw a rope to Renoa. And Squall's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I got to protect the school. But in the end, he doesn't protect the school. He goes and saves Renoa because he's supposedly in love with her. Even yeah, though his characterization is god-awful. One of the worst love stories I've ever seen. Irvine. Oh, it's right up there. It, it, it runs with Kingdom Hearts. It runs up there with Kingdom oh, Hearts. No. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. Didn't mean to trigger you. <laughs> Should I call you Humongous? <laughs> humongous what? Humongous That's what? That's my name in WoW, by the way. My humongous name in WoW is what? Humongous. Hum Literally, my name. People ask me all the time. They're like, are you trying to sexually assault me? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Squall, is he the one that with the sword gun? The main character. Is yes, that, yes. Squall is the one with his gun blade. Uh, Irvine is the quote. Uh, he's a cowboy that is the quote best sniper yeah, yeah, yeah. that they have. Right. That can't it take chokes. a fucking shot. He chokes. He chokes, man. He chokes. Uh, all right. Next. Um, okay, next up. So there's that whole plot point. <laughs> Overall, this whole thing is like half an hour long of her hanging from this cliff. Cliffhanger. She <laughs> just hangs there forever. That's a good one, Jay. She's Thanks. miraculously okay this whole time. I don't know how she does it, but she does. Uh, and then the end of the game, you beat up the sorceress, and then magically time compression kind of gets fixed, and everybody goes back to the ball where you graduated to become seeds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that time compression, man. My brain is imploding right now. Perfect 4.0 GPAs. <laughs> No, all right. So I think for me, the reason I don't like this game is because the game is a very one of the reasons. I mean, aside from the fact that it's pure logistically fucking stupid, is that it's a very anime kind of plot of like if you boil it down to there's a bunch of teenagers that are also super mercenaries and they all go to school <laughs> together and it's yeah. very angsty. It feels so anime that I feel like that's part of the reason that I don't like Squall, it. Squall flips his hair. You just can't tell. <laughs> oh, have you seen the uh, the meme image of Renoa calling him the cutest boy there? Oh, oh you've got to see this. Oh, All right, for you guys, no. I'm going to post this up. Uh, put, it Skype, put it in Skype. Put yeah, in I'm Skype. going to put it in Skype. Don't worry. <laughs> Anybody out there, go Google, if you're listening, Google Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, you're the best looking guy here. And then go to the image results. And you will see <laughs> absolute <laughs> hilarity. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I've seen this. I have seen this. I have seen this. It's so fucking. You can't. I, mean, it, I, I get it. It's. I mean, it's old PlayStation <laughs> graphics. It's so good. It, it's gonna look like shit, but it's still hilarious. It is. This looks like it's four jagged pieces of paint <laughs> stuck together. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so enough about FF8. Let's talk about FF9 and how that game's a steaming horse pile of shit. Really. I could. I wanted to enjoy it so bad. Honestly, I went into both of these games thinking, man, it's been a while since I played through them. I really want to give them another chance. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm looking forward to this. I was actually going to play these before the Final Fantasy count-up became a thing. Uh, so the count-up just gave me a schedule to play them by, basically. So I got to 9, and funny enough, it wasn't really the things that I expected that bothered me about the game. 
Uh, it wasn't the fact that the equipment, you learn abilities from your equipment. I'm not a fan of it, but that wouldn't have been so bad if it weren't for the real problem of the game and the fact that it is one of the slowest games I've ever played in my entire life. Mm. I don't remember this game this. moves at an absolute fucking snail's pace. There is no gameplay for stri- like as long as an hour at a time. It's worse than Metal Gear Solid in that regard, by far. Whoa! Hey, hold on. It got so so <laughs> frustrating. It's not your turn, Robert. <laughs> there, literally, at the beginning of disc three, I believe it was, you go back and forth between two of your groups, and you get maybe six battles worth of gameplay. Really? That's it. You oh. just walk around and talk dialogue box after dialogue box and the thing for me is i'm not attached to the story at all i don't care about the characters i don't care about the story i don't care that much about the world because of the writing itself i never get invested into it at all so this whole I time liked the characters in this one maybe it's waiting. been too long no I, I i i'm with you jay i like okay. i like final fantasy 9 the story Most, and the a lot of people and do and i fucking yeah. hate it and it, it probably <laughs> part of it is because it just stretches out forever and ever and ever yeah. and it like it uh it loses track of itself a little bit only because uh to go along with the slow thing i think the real reason that i hate the equipment learning system is because you spend about 10 hours without your full party like your party just gets split up and the game is like yep that's it this is who you've got for now play with it it's very final fantasy 13 in the regard that it takes about 20 hours for you to get to the quote real game hmm. it's not until the 20 hour mark around disc three i mean final get... seven had that as well i don't know if you remember that you, you no, had that i mean no well, it doesn't explain what you mean then maybe i'm not understanding what you're saying then because like you get your whole team early on in final fantasy 7 in about six hours, oh, you okay, have team, except okay. for the two bonus characters. The and the re, in Final Fantasy VII, they could have gotten away with it more because they don't have the equipment learning thing. So while you're in this section of the game where you don't have Steiner, you don't have Freya, and you don't have uh, it's a long time before Amaranth joins up as well. You go all of this time with the other four or five characters once Ico joins, and this whole time you're still able to find and buy new equipment for the characters that aren't in your team right now. But it's just sitting in your inventory for the next five, six, seven hours, not doing anything. <laughs> and you finally get the other characters back, or you finally get Amaranth to join your team, for example. And they don't come with anything learned. They are hours of gameplay and grinding behind the other characters. So you've got to take the time. If you want to use these other characters, you've got to go into battle with them and sit there and level them up. Because they also don't gain levels while they're out of the party. Oh, uh, that's that's a big deal. Final Fantasy VII, they did level. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII has new characters that join you scale up to your level. Final Fantasy IX doesn't do that. Uh, the characters that were out of your party are still level 19 when they come back. Mm, Meanwhile, the other characters are like level 30. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's severe. Do they, uh, uh, that is on top of them not having the time grinding out learning abilities from equipment. Do they so, level up pretty quickly? Uh, you, so. you can catch up decently quickly, but it's still, still kind of uh, pain yeah. to go and learn all this shit and spend all this time with them. Sure. It's a lot easier to just say, screw it, why would I use them right. if I don't have to? So those are the big things that bothered me. And then honestly, by the 20-hour mark where I finally got the team together, I was so removed from caring about anything that was happening, <laughs> happening in the game anymore. Uh, not to mention uh, Kuja as a villain. Total boring character i cannot stand him he does it like it feels like when he 
kills oh, everybody. spoilers. Or whatever it is that he does. Hello? Well, deal with it, nerd. Yeah, I might play this game someday, all right? <laughs> I hope you don't. I won't. Remember I tried and failed? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that again, oh, Blake. He blows up the planet. <laughs> and I feel like the entire time, it's supposed to be this big moment of like, oh, look at how evil and bad he is. And how powerful. And then... I don't care. He blew up a planet that I have no fucking attachment to. Why should I? We were there for 20 minutes, and then he blew it up. It's where we came from, but everyone there was... Like, everyone there that had a personality was a total dickhead. So I don't (laughs) care about it in that regard. And then him blowing it up, it's like, I don't know anything about the planet. Maybe it's made of combustible gas, and all he really did was light a fucking lighter on there. Maybe it's a penal jerks. It could be. It might be a penal colony. Uh, so penal the villain, colony. I don't care about. The characters, I don't care about. Uh, overall, uh, I'm trying to think. Final Fantasy VIII had me get shocked that I didn't hate Selfie. So there was that. Uh, Wait, Final Fantasy VIII what? Um, I didn't hate Selfie in Eight. I remembered hating her when I was yeah, younger. I do. That's I, a, I oh, that's, the, that's the name of a person? Yeah, her name was yeah, Selfie. It, she was the girl with the eight. jump rope, right? Or whip? Um, her weapon was like nunchucks. Oh, that's, oh, that's pretty okay. sick. Yeah. Eh. If you saw the character, yeah. I mean, I think so. Okay. I it's you. like a little girl. I believe you. She's... Well, she also has an ability that can one-shot everything in the game. Nice. With her nunchucks? But it's random that you get it to come up. Does so. you use her nunchucks to do it? I don't think. No, it just pops up a screen that says the end on it. Oh, that's pretty Wow. Nice. That's really all it is. That's, that's impressive. Uh, with Final Fantasy IX, uh, <clears throat> none of the characters are, like, at least ten has one character that's like, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. I don't feel like that about anybody in there. Talk about Walker, right? I will choke you out. <laughs> with a fucking pair of nunchucks. Do you understand me? Yaman. No, stop it. <laughs> I like I really thought that I was going to enjoy more nine more than I did this time. Part of the problem that I had with it was that I was streaming it. But even when I've played it off stream, the slowness of the game bothers me so badly. It's so much story with so little gameplay and again the story doesn't do anything for me yeah uh the music is once again very very good how was eight's music i don't remember it being eight's music was mostly very good i don't know that i talked about it last time uh i think we touched on it like at the end a little bit maybe a little bit yeah the only thing that i didn't like about eight's music is there's a lot of times where it's silent nine did this oh Oh, we did talk we did talk about this Yeah. yeah Nine did this a few times as well, but it didn't feel as frequent as it did in eight. Okay. So nine, not as bad as eight, but still not very good. Not as bad, but I still don't ever want to play it again. Gotcha. Oh, I did beat Ozma, by the way. Is that like an optional boss? Yeah, that's the optional boss. I don't don't remember this game very well anymore. Okay. This is the optional boss that you fight in Chocobo's Air Garden. Or whatever that one place is Is it comparable to the weapons difficulty? Uh, sort of. It's very different. He has a much smaller HP pool. He's only got, I think, fifty-five thousand HP. Okay. But you also oh, wow. don't have a you don't have multi-hit attacks that are doing nine 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 each swing. Mm-hmm. But you can pretty easily get up to doing nine 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 with at least one or two characters, or very close to. Like, um, if you have three physical characters, you equip <laughs> them with MP attacks so that they spend MP to do critical attacks, and you also equip uh, Bird Killer because he counts as a flying creature. So you're doing a bunch of bonus damage to him. You can hit for 9k plus really easily. And you then can break 9-9 in that game, correct? In nine? No. 
Oh, no. okay. What? Oh, I thought it was nine that you could break the. No, ten uh, can. I think ten is the first one. Well, uh, technically, I suppose eight can. There are two things in eight that break the cap. Eden can break it in. I get, I believe Eden does a single hit that's over damage cap, and then Cactuar can do ten thousand damage. Cactuar. So technically, he breaks damage cap. Ten thousand needles. Is that a player cap. character? No, that's a summon. That's a... They're both oh, okay. Eden and that are both summons. So in nine, the most you can do is nine 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 in a single attack. The thing is, eight, the reason. Eight, eight, eight. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that sucks about the Ozma fight is that he's a major dickhead. He has Meteor, which hits all characters for random damage. So if if you get bad RNG, he can just one-shot your whole team right out. Boom, done, dead. Uh, there's also his curse attack, which is the reason that I had to reset against him so many times. What curse does is it hits your team for pretty good damage. There's a good chance that it's going to kill people if you're not equipping HP plus and above like level 90. I was at level 70 or so, and it was still one-shotting people a lot of the time. The other problem with Curse is that it causes a ton of status effects to you, such as Mini, which makes it so that your physical attacks do really, really, really little damage. He can also berserk you as a counterattack to physical attacks. Uh, oh. This is supposed to be reflectable, but I accidentally set Ico up the wrong way so that Carbuncle wasn't casting Reflect on the team. It was only I thought it would do reflect and haste, but it only does one of the effects. You can modify Ico's carbuncle. Classic. It's a classic gaming podcast mistake. <laughs> well played, Blake. Thank you. You can uh, modify Ico's carbuncle summon by equipping different accessories on her. Uh, you can get three different effects, or four different if you count the basic effect of carbuncle giving reflect to everybody. You can also get haste on everybody. You can get uh, shell on everybody, and then I don't remember what the last one is. But there's another accessory you can equip for a different effect. And it overrides the reflect status. It doesn't stack them together, which makes the other ones not nearly as good as they should be. Uh, so eventually, I got I stopped getting screwed by RNG and having him cast curse on me three fucking times in a row, and we were able to kill him. Yay! It took Yay. me like an hour of resets. I was getting really mad that he wouldn't stop spamming curse at me all the time. Seriously, dick move. Uh, yeah, overall nine. I don't ever want to go back and play that one. Wow. I really wish I liked it better. Yeah, that's pretty surprising. I'm I remember liking nine. I remember, yeah. I, yeah. I, and what's funny is that so many people are like, oh, it's a love letter to the whole series. And I'm like, no. all it feels like is self-winking bullshit a lot of the time. <laughs> like, hey, look, remember that other game we made? We had a character named Garland. <laughs> He's here too, sort of. You, you get it? You remember Final Fantasy 1? <laughs> that love letter trope needs to die a horrible death in a ditch somewhere. I hate that wow. term. And I, I hate throw that, FF9 yeah. in there with it. <laughs> No, throw FF8 in there. What are you doing, Blake? What are we doing? Throw right them now? both in there! Throw you in there. Throw your steak in there. God, you can't throw that steak in there. I ate it. Yeah, exactly. You'll go with it. Yeah, well, maybe I pooped it out. You don't know. <laughs> Jesus. That's an impressive body. <laughs> Damn right it is. Alex, are you a Final Fantasy fan? I like uh, 4 and 6 and 5. I've, I haven't played much of 5, but I like 4 and 6. Five is pretty uh, good from a gameplay perspective. Story yeah, perspective. it's God. It is terrible though. It's the job system thing. So yeah. it was the first Final Fantasy to do something really completely different. And well, aspect. Final Fantasy three was the first one that had the job system. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never played that. So okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Six, I really like. Um, 
it's funny. I did a video on Sega. It was one of my very first videos three years ago that I put up. And my whole thing on it was like, you know, it was kind of like a demonstration of what the Super Nintendo could do or what video games in general could do, like by telling a story. So it was like grandiose and huge for the sake of being grandiose and huge, like the opera scene in the middle where it's like, this doesn't uh, have anything to do with the story at all. It's just there for the sake of being there. So, and, and I get shit for that from tons of people on there. It's like, oh, it's, it's legendary. It's like, no, 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 no. Just well, look at the, the narrative of, of the story. The myth for Final Fantasy VI, I feel like. Huh? Yeah. It really just feels out of place there. Yeah, it's... I like Final Fantasy VI. It's really dark. I like how dark it is. Like, just freaking yeah, sells like, as a killer. Cyan's freaking family dies in front of his <laughs> eyes after being poisoned. That's some <laughs> right. next That's level adult messed shit. Messed up. Yeah, it's fantastic. That part of it is is great. I love. I love that stuff. <laughs> People's families getting killed. Sign me up. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good game though. But um, yeah, four and six I like. Five I've played a little bit of, but. And seven, um, I need to go back, uh, Blake, and look at your your thoughts on seven. I need to go back. I've missed a few. Uh... I think they're relatively good. I mean, seven. I think seven's my second favorite. I like it a lot. It has some flaws, uh, gameplay wise. The fact that it moves even further away from the character speciality really bugs me. It it further homogenizes everybody to the point where it sucks. But the sphere no, but... grid. That's Final Fantasy X. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I just had Which to is a game you'll be happy, Jay. I've once I'm once again playing through ten. Nice. Are you gonna play the international version? I am actually. I'm using okay, the cool. expert sphere grid. So it's, all right, to close my cool? thing out. The okay. expert sphere grid is interesting, but I yeah. still feel like if I stray from the paths, they, I will say that the paths are much better done. Yeah. And also, Jay, did you look at that thing I linked up? Yeah, I did yeah. actually. Yeah. That's, that's like that's the kind of stuff I paid attention to the last time I played through the game. Uh, for anybody out there listening, if you want to take a look at how linear these sphere grids are in Final Fantasy X Original, uh, Google straightening out Final Fantasy X's sphere grid, and you'll pull up an article. Mm-hmm. There's an image a little ways down there that shows you there's almost complete linearity all the way through mm-hmm. each character's section. Which is what you grids. and I have been saying all along. Interesting. Yeah. Here, I can actually link it up in the Skype group as well. Right uh, yeah. Jay, uh, Blake, I'm sorry. Your first, uh, you said that seven is your second favorite. Is six your first favorite? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Um. So, all right. With ten, I'm doing another playthrough of it. We won't talk too much about that this time around. Okay, I am playing through with the expert sphere grid this time, and I'm also using the arranged music that came with the HD version. Hmm. The arranged music is, I wouldn't say it's an improvement, but it's yeah, a okay. different sound. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I feel the same exact way. It's it's just a side grade. It's just a different mm-hmm. sound. I like it, but I don't love it. There's a few times where it sounds very out of place. There's like a few it, tracks that they changed, and I feel like it actually made it worse. Yeah, I don't I remember th- which ones mm-hmm. off the top of my head. I think the boss music, maybe? Uh, I don't think I, I, I noticed the boss music being worse. I did okay. notice, I want to say it was Oren's theme, because that's what I assume would play with the first time you see him in Spiro. Yeah, it does. You're and, talking about, well, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. So Oren's team, yeah, at the uh, Blitzball Stadium. Okay. Or, um, yeah, when you get yeah. sucked in, I think, is when they do it the first time. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but when you run into him later at the Blitzball Stadium after going up against the Luka Goers, uh, they play. I did assume that's his theme there. Yeah, I did. I did. Nice, dude. That's really hard. Did you use the glitch? Hug the wall? 
Uh, no, actually, that's a long story. I'll tell that in a second. Um, oh, no. So he pops up in his music there. I don't like it very much. It sounded really wrong. And then, uh, so, all right, the Expert Sphere Grid. I want to talk about that first before I forget. It's different. I like that they actually open it up this time. There is the possibility, a rather easy possibility to dip into other characters' branches. But after dicking around doing almost exactly that with Kamari, it just doesn't seem viable. It's yeah. almost like you need some of the abilities to get through the fights. Almost like the game was designed around you to be in specific and, and areas stats, at certain points. That, that's the yeah. other issue. It's like when you go for like, you're like, oh, I really want to try this build with Kamari. It's like, well, there's no strength on this path, and he's really not doing jack shit for damage. Yeah, that's kind of what's happened with me with my Kamari so far. He's the reason that I was like, yeah, you know what? Dipping into other boards kind of hurtful, kind of mm -hmm. a bad idea. With Kamari, what I did early on is that I took him into... Uh, I dipped down... He's, like, near, like, what, Arn and Lulu, I think? Or do uh, they move around? in nobody? the middle of everybody in this one. Mm, he has easy okay. access to every character. So I wanted him to pick up Steel and Use early on, because those are really useful okay. abilities. Uh, and so to do that, I had to wait a little while until we got a level one key sphere. And in the meantime, yep. I went and I grabbed Cure and Asuna from Yuna's board, and then I dipped down and grabbed the four Null spells. Okay. So now I can have two people casting null spells if I want later on, and that's going to be really helpful in a few fights. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So I feel like Yuna doesn't cool. have anything to do early on until you get prey. Like usually, if you play with her, she doesn't do shit unless you have yeah. prey. And she just well, in, uh, in this one, there's also the extract abilities, so that you can uh, every every character has one of these around or in their oh, okay. board. Where uh, what it does is you hit the enemy with a certain with a physical attack, and mm -hmm. then they will drop that orb type. So you can okay, okay, I do remember this. Extract uh, power, extract speed, and so on. And early on, having extract ability helps a ton. Oh my god, I needed so many ability spheres. So uh, that was really cool. I, she was the one that had that, so I had her jump into fights, hit something with extract ability, and then jump back out. That was her game plan for a while. Uh, aside from that, uh, then eventually, now, I finally have Kamari uh, going through Waka's side of the board, because I figure yeah. he's actually got an MP pool, so there's also Waka going to be a or... bit of Waka's. Or, um, okay. No, Kamari does, so he can use those abilities, those status effect abilities, a lot more reliably, except I just got Shiva, and he is just now at the beginning of Waka's board. He's gotten, I don't even know if he's gotten darkness attack yet. It's that it's taking that long. I feel like Titus is the only character you can really just go anywhere with. Like everybody else, it really kind of gimps them. Maybe I, I don't remember it being this way in the international version, but oh. <laughs> all right, then moving What's on. Funny about Titus. Uh, What's sorry. funny about Titus is that, uh, you know how he's supposed to kill the quick enemies. He missed them constantly for me. He has missed them over and over and over. And I'm like, what the That's hell weird. did they do to his fear board? This is bullshit. All right. Sorry, Robert. <laughs> Rob just wants to be able to talk for nine hours about Metal Gear Solid up the heinous edition. Metal Gear uh, Kingdom Hearts. How did you know which one? Metal Gear Hearts. <laughs> Metal Hearts Solid. Oh, edition. Can you imagine Metal that match? Oh. <laughs> uh, Blake, any final? Anyway. You want to wrap any any final things to say? Any about... final fantasy thoughts? <laughs> final fantasy thoughts. <laughs> Eight and nine, disappointing, which makes me really sad. I wanted to give them a really good, honest chance again, and I did, and they let me down. Final Fantasy X, I'm looking forward to playing through it again with the Expert Sphere Grid. I'll talk about that a little bit more on the next one. Okay. 
All right, uh, Jay. Yep. You're up. Okay. Uh, so for this podcast, I played River City Ransom for. Oh, nice. NES. Yeah, I really enjoyed. You've been playing some games good games ones lately. I know. I've, I've been going through and I, I've been listening to podcasts a lot at work, and I've been picking games that you guys have talked about and really liked. Awesome. And writing them down, just kind of put them put them in a list. Um, so this was for NES. Came out in '89, and oh, this oh, hey. is what? What? Good job. Oh, oh, thanks. I do that every time. What? Uh, I'm like, I don't know about that. that. All right. Anyways. Um, so this is a beat em up with a little bit, I mean, it's, a, it's with a little bit of an open world element to it. Um, so Alex, I'm sure you are well aware of the main character's name is Alex. And the, uh, the point of, of the game is you're, you're, yeah, right. I'm sure you are friends with him. I thought it was going to be Ryan. River. <laughs> not one of the phoenixes <laughs> <Wow>. nice <laughs> yeah so uh this is this is a beat em up uh the object of the game is obviously to you're beating up a bunch of different gangs and so you're, you're progressing through this city and you beat people up you get to the the gang leaders you beat them up and then you kind of move on to the different one um there's like i think there's about nine or ten different gangs you have to, to clear through and as you go through the game the the Bad guys don't really change too much. Um, they just kind of change their outfit color so you know which gang they're representing. Um, the open world element of it comes from you, you can kind of wander around the town and just kind of farm people. You can and, and when you beat people up, you, they drop coins. You can use the coins to buy different items that can affect your character permanently by increasing your stats. Or you can buy items to heal. And you have limited inventory space, so you have to be kind of selective on which items you buy and how often you use them and et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the, the the thing that is really cool about this game is how much interaction there are with items. Um, most of the bad guys will be wielding some sort of weapon, from like a chain-looking thing to boxes to some sort of bat, and they'll use it at you. They'll use it on you. They'll throw it at you or hit you with it, and you can either pick it up and throw it back at them or use it to beat them with. Um, the items were actually there's tires as well, which I was going to talk about this. So Robert, the first time I saw somebody with a tire, I thought it was a propane tank turned sideways. So I was like kiting the guy around. I thought he was going to throw it at me. Like I thought it was Hank Hill just coming through at me, throwing propane tanks. And Damn it, Bobby! He, he threw Damn it. it Bobby. Like, oh, it's a tire. I was like, okay, this is. Uh, I was running around for like thirty seconds, like trying to kite him to get him to throw the propane tank. But um, so some variety of items that you can get from from your opponents. Um, one of the things that was really kind of frustrating to me about it was when they throw them, they can hit each other, which was kind of funny. But when they throw them, they hit something, they kind of bounce off them and spin in midair temporarily. And if you do this, you can hit yourself, and they can hit you with the added effect. So if you get hit by an item, and then it spins and you walk into it, you can get hit again. So <laughs> you can actually get hit by the item twice, which was kind of frustrating. I mean, once you, once you do it like four or five times, you kind of get the hang of it, and you can sort of avoid it. But it was really frustrating at first because you know, you're not very good at the game, and you're, you're, you're dying quite a bit. Um, so you have the, the basic beat em up mechanics. So you can jump, you can punch, you can kick. <clears throat> and as That's you get more items... Mind. <laughs> and as you progress through the game, um, they get stronger based on the items you buy. Um, Robert, I, I, the the sound effects were pretty good overall, except for the money dropping. That was driving me crazy. Oh, really? So sound like? pretty much every opponent you kill drops an, uh, drops money. The problem is, let's say there's like two or three dudes on the screen, and you beat one of them up, and he drops a coin. It sits there and bounces and makes this high-pitched noise every time it hits the ground, <laughs> and it continuously does this until you pick it up. So if you beat two guys up, and you're still beating up the third guy, <laughs> the coins are going bing, 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 the entire time. <laughs> so you have to like stop what you're doing, walk over, pick up the coins, make it stop, and then beat up the third guy, and then move on. Oh, wow. Um, 
So the, the overall complexity of the game, um, like I said, it's o open world-ish. You can go through the town. There's um, certain areas where there's different types of shops where you can buy items. Uh, most of the time, you're moving through screens where you're just continuously beating people up. Um, I did find certain screens you could skip fights entirely. I don't know if it works on all of them. Um, there were times when the guys were completely blocking you. Um, one of the things that was actually really frustrating to me, this only happens on specific screens I noticed, is you will walk into a screen and instantly the dudes are waiting there right where you're spawning or right where you're entering oh, on, and they just start, they hit you before you can even see yourself. Or they'll throw an item at you through, before you can even see your dude, and you just get hit. Um, so you kind of have to know where these screens are, and you can go up and, you know, you can, it's a, sort of a side-scroller, but you can also move up and down on the, on the screen as well. Right. So you could put yourself on the bottom part of the screen and then move over so that you don't get hit by these guys. So you just kind of have to memorize, um, you know, which, which screens do it. Um, the, the bosses were pretty simplistic. It was pretty much the same as the dudes, just more health. Um, I didn't notice they hit too much harder. They just had a lot more health. So you kind of had to time up combos of items. So you could kind of, you know, kick them a couple times, knock them down. Then when they get up, hit them, knock them down or throw something at them and just kind of use a, a variety of, of combinations just to make sure, and that was kind of the, the whole idea of the game. I didn't play two-player. Um, I know the two-player was supposed to be pretty fun. Um, the storyline's nothing special. It's, you know, you're, you're moving around. You're a high school student beating up people trying to, to eliminate the gangs. The thing I will say is really funny is when you beat people up and when you, when you knock them down or kill them or whatever, they have dialogue. And they all have different names. And they always say something. And it, it's, it's usually, you know, they cycle <laughs> the same dialogue. But they'll say, like, mama or, like, different things like that. Like, implying, you know, that they got beat up. And, and, or, or they'll do, like, asterisk barf asterisk. And it's, it's just That's kind of what hilarious. makes the game worth it, yes. Yeah, it, it, the dialogue kind of, and the bosses will say kind of off-the-wall things to you. And it, 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 it added a special element to it. And the fact that they went through and actually named the bad guys, like, each individual, even, like, the, the level one bad guys... <laughs> Was, was kind of funny to me because normally it'd be like you know grunt or like you know <laughs> you know initiate or something you know what i mean like just something very general but they actually spent the time to give a, a good amount of names to all these different dudes you're beating up on and it, it kind of added cool. a special element to it um the graphics were pretty darn good i, I actually when i was reading about this game um i thought at first it was for super nintendo not because the graphics were spectacular but it seemed like one of the first titles that may have come out for it that may have been you know kind of at the beginning of it but Graphics were bad. Uh, music was was pretty good. You know, obviously it's it's kind of that that simplistic music, but it, it was it was nothing nothing terrible by any means. I love the sprites on this game. Yeah, it's it's like, it's pretty funny. It is funny. It's like these cute sort of like cute looking characters like oh, yeah, beat yeah. each other with chains and metal pipes and stuff. Yeah, and it, when your dude gets hit, he kind of like <laughs> clinches up and his eyes close and like he kind of does like a Cartman face almost. Like it. it <laughs> Yeah, there were some pretty funny elements. And when you're interacting with the shopkeepers, it's just like these really weird facial expressions. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of humorous at times, honestly. You know, there is actually a Super Famicom sequel to River City Ransom that only came out in Japan, oh, never released in the United States. I don't really know that much about it other than the fact that it exists, but I know it does exist. So there you go. Well, that's yeah, I think something that, that we didn't know. Yeah, I did read that there was a there was a um, Japanese only release, or there was originally released in Japan, then they released a U.S. version, and then there were a couple sequels. They remade it a couple times for uh, a oh, couple maybe... different systems. I think GBA and yeah, maybe it was a PC. remake for Super Famicom. Oh, there's a GBA sure. version. Yeah, it's re look at this cover art. It looks kind of goofy. Like I'll put it in Skype. Don't worry. It, it <laughs> like like you look at that super like goofy. that looks like a Disney <laughs> Disney show, right? Like like the intro to a Disney show. This is the original box art. 
<laughs> yeah. Like what? Oh, this game was fun. It, it was enjoyable. Um, it, it was one of those games where, like, I kind of came home from work, and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, play something for 30, 40 minutes, and just kind of veg out." <laughs> this is perfect. Like, it was just very simplistic. I kind of think about all the crappy things that happened, and just kind of veg out and enjoy. Just, so. just don't think about the haircuts on the. Oh god, the box it's so art. bad. Yeah, Look the, at the guy in the haircuts, right, dude. Those are good. <laughs> you know that guy has to correct it every morning. Like, <laughs> those are pretty killer oh. haircuts. I love how they just have the plain white T-shirts tucked into their jeans. Also, <laughs> oh, I know. Tucked into Street jeans. Tough. You got to tuck stuff into jeans. And if you're in the 80s or 90s, you got to oh, yeah. tuck it into jeans. Yeah, oh, yeah. So awesome. Cool. So you actually had fun with this? Because this looks like one of those games that you would go back to and be like, uh, you know, it was fun at the time. Kind of like Double Dragon or something like that, but you actually enjoyed it? No, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, more or less, as long as you go into it knowing what you're expecting. Sure. Or ex- you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it, it, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It, by any means, I wouldn't recommend it. Be like, you have to play this game. Like, this is one of those top tier games for the regular Nintendo system that you must play. Now, it, it was fun. It's, it's a beat 'em up. There's some funny elements to it. You know, the dialogue, like I said, facial expressions really added something special to it. Um, very few complaints. I mean, all right, yeah. cool. Well, uh, I really wish my timing would have been a lot different on this, <laughs> since Blake has been on a fin- Final Fantasy marathon for the past like three months. But <laughs> I played Final Fantasy VI. All right. Otherwise known as Final Fantasy III in its U.S. release uh, for Super Nintendo, of course. And this was 1990. Oh, shit. I just had to pull it up. 1994. Yes. Was when it came out. Uh, this job. is. Uh, so, Jay, so Blake said that this was his favorite Final Fantasy game, and f- I've heard very many people say that this is the best Final Fantasy game. I've also heard plenty of people say that this is the best uh, RPG ever made. Uh, That's obviously nah. debatable. All, nah. all of that is, uh, of course. Uh, so the story is, the story goes, you're in this world where there are basically two types of beings. There's espers and humans. Mm-hmm. And the espers are sort of like these magical uh, beings. They're usually uh, kind of like anthropomorphized animals in most cases, but not always. Uh, and, of course, as I said, they have magical powers. And then there's the humans. And that's sort of just like the backstory. That's what the world consists of. Uh, and what's happened is a long time ago, they they basically they used to get along and they don't anymore. So the espers sort of sealed themselves off from the humans. But now there's this evil general named Kefka, and he is uh, finding espers and siphoning their magic power from them. And you're supposed to stop Sure, him. why not? Exactly. Because that's going to make him super powerful. And you're going to stop him. And uh, you also have, you get this girl in your party named Tara, who is half human and half esper. And that's the very short version of the setup of the story. As far as the gameplay goes, it's mostly standard uh, Final Fantasy stuff, like you would imagine. Turn-based RPG, of course. You know, leveling system, buying weapons, upgrading your characters, getting magic spells, all that kind of stuff. What is... uh, I guess... Well, in my experience, as far as I know, what's unique about it is the Esper system. Where you have... uh, There's a lot of different... There's like... I don't. I don't know how many different characters there are. I I ended up with twelve total characters that I got. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. <clears throat> you missed two. Uh, two optionals. Okay. Uh, and they. Uh, you you get these things called magicites while you're playing the game, and 
the magicites are uh they are espers basically in like rock form and you equip these you equip the magicites and they all have unique properties and as you play and level up your characters as they equip as as they are equipped with these magicites or equipped with these espers they learn they learn spells specific to that esper so like this one esper might have uh fire ice and uh and bolt maybe and so you equip him with that one and as he plays you get ma- along with experience points you also get ma- uh, magic points and that's when you get mark by the way <laughs> nice that's pretty that's pretty impressive actually it also has life shit dude <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you learn fire ice and bolt from it at a 20 rate all right i know shit about this game damn damn you why don't you just take why don't you just take it from here dude? <laughs> <laughs> haven't i done that enough already <laughs> uh so yeah this game plenty. so yeah so as you level up and get enough magic points you will learn those spells and then when you learn them, usually it's in your best interest to unequip that Esper and equip another one because you get because you keep all the spells and then you just learn new ones from the new Espers that you equip. Uh, some characters also have unique mechanics in battle, uh, like in a, in addition to to just like their basic like attack uh, as well as their magic. Every character does. Okay, yeah, they have unique things they can do. Like one of the uh, one of the main kind of like uh, fighter characters has. Uh, has blitz attacks and what that is you choose a blitz or you say i want to attack using blitz and then you do a certain combination of buttons on the control pad and if you and if you do it just right then he does a damage that like might attack or he does an attack that might damage everybody or does like a whole lot of damage on one person or things like that Uh, there's also one guy who does who is like a gambler and his special attack i forgot what it's called i'm sure blake knows Slots, exactly. And it's like a slot machine pops up. Of course I know. It's Setzer. <laughs> yeah, Setzer. I'm sure Blake knows. It's slots! I know this one! Ooh, teacher, teacher, call on me! A little slot machine pops up in the bottom, and uh, if you get all the slots to line up, then some sort of powerful attack usually happens. And if they Stop don't... saying slots. You're making me think of that scene from Beavis and Butthead to America. <laughs> that, I know exactly your, what you're talking about. Your slot? Is that, is that what that one is? There's one beavis. I got a bus with an old lady who was playing. It's the movie where they're on the plane. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I I couldn't remember if this was there's beavis and butthead episode where somebody says something about slots and then one of them says your mother's a slot. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thanks, Robert. <laughs> anyway, all the characters have unique types of attacks outside of uh, their, their magic spells and the basic like fighting attack. Also, your party gets mixed up a whole lot throughout the entire game. Like, you might have like eight characters. You might have found like eight characters, but then you'll only one, be in one part where you're spo- where you have to use like these specific few characters. Or maybe you got to split them up into a couple different parties, or maybe like somebody gets separated and you switch off to like this other group and this and that. So you don't always get to just use whatever party you want. Um, overall, I had a lot of fun with the game. It's a uh, I I'm not going to pull a uh, Rob 1.0 attempt at playing Chrono Trigger where I actually didn't end up liking it. <laughs> I, I I did enjoy I didn't enjoy the game as much as everybody else does just because Which I'm not a huge. Which version were you playing again? Huh? Which version were you playing this time? 
on Final Fantasy? Yeah. Super Nintendo. Okay. So were you using emulator then? No, I actually I bought the uh I bought a copy. Oh, okay. Wow. That explains the picture right on. of the instruction booklet. Yeah, yeah, that's why I posted some if you want to check out our tw- our Twitter account, I posted some pictures from the instruction yep. manual, which are really cool. Uh there's some really awesome hand-drawn art kind of just scattered throughout. There's some like where it will show the characters and then it's got like hand-drawn pictures of them, but then like pencil drawings almost. But then, like even aside from that, like throughout the uh, throughout the manual, there's just kind of like random hand drawings here and there, and it's all really cool looking. But uh, so yeah, so I did enjoy it. I didn't. I wouldn't say like I absolutely love this game because I'm just not. As you guys know, I'm not a huge RPG person. But I had a lot of fun with it, and it was a it was a great game. Uh, so, to the things that make it a really good game to me, uh, the first thing that really stood out was the soundtrack especially I'd say in the first like half of the game, the soundtrack is just like super awesome. I was even like, I was even like, uh, for that, for the first, like the second half of the game, it's, it gets a little bit less interesting to me. It's still good, but it's not as good as the first half for the first half of of the game. I was like, almost wondering if I like the soundtrack better than I like the Chronos, uh, trigger soundtrack. Wow. Mm. Like, Chrono Trigger has songs that are far and away better than any Final Fantasy VI song, but overall, I was like... Like I really... melodies. Yeah, you must yeah, not yeah. have heard Coin Song and Terra's theme, then. I have to go back and check them out. Coin Song is just one of my favorite songs of all time. Coin Song? Yeah. It's the song of Sabin and Edgar. It's about them. Okay. Right, I'll... right, right, right. Yeah, where they yeah. flip the coin, yeah. That's okay. what it references. They play it in a few other places. In the I'll check these out uh, in a little bit. Um, but overall, I was like, I think I like this better than Chrono Trigger. The second half of the game, the soundtrack wasn't as good. It's still it's still fine, but it wasn't as like awesome as the first half was. It, it was just it was just killer. I'm like the biggest Chrono Trigger fanboy ever. Yeah, and, right. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> okay, wide. maybe. Maybe I'll hedge. I'll hedge just a little bit and I'm say drinking maybe. water here. Don't make me spit that but, up. <laughs> but I would maybe suggest that Final Fantasy VI has a better soundtrack than Chrono Trigger. Okay. Absolutely, especially because it seems like the game, like uh, as weird as it sounds, like it, the game like means the, the game is hinged more on the music. Like it, the, the the music means more to the game of Final Fantasy VI, then it means more to Chrono Trigger. Not to get too deep or whatever, but... Yeah, I think I'd agree that the music, as much as I love Chrono Trigger as well, yeah. six is uh, more important to me personally. But yeah, I would definitely agree that the music tends to add more to the scenes. Yeah, that's what I and mean. And work yeah. with it. Thank you. Like, for example, Coin Song and Terra's theme. Yeah, the right, exactly. I love them yeah. so much is because they add so much to yes. them. So there, some of the awesome sequences. There, there, there are some like there are some parts of the game to me that are just like, even just like the the main story aside, they just play out really awesome. Blake talked about one of these earlier, the Phantom Train. There's this one part where you find yourself on what you come to find out is called the Phantom Train, and it's where it's it's where it takes you. Uh, it's where it's ta- where it's where it's a train that takes people to the afterlife who have died. Well, you suplex a freaking train for one thing. <laughs> yeah, you get to fight the train for one thing, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and I and I guess you already sort of spoiled it, but 
Sorry. You, you didn't totally. No, 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 no. I couldn't hold back. No, no, no. I think, no, no. I'm talking about a different part. I think Blake said something about it. I won't say anything more about it because I don't remember exactly what he said. But the ending, when you get off the Phantom Train, uh, was was really, really, I don't know how to describe it. It was a really awesome kind of intense, sad moment that happened. Emotional. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing I don't like about it is that that's basically the only character development Cyan gets throughout. The yeah, game. I agree. That's the only thing that's that happens exactly with him. It, yeah, but when the time at the time that it happens, like holy shit! Yeah, it's yep. this huge moment, and it's a great character moment. And then it's yep. like, all right, Cyan's done. Let's focus yeah. on all these other characters. <laughs> I agree exactly. with you. They're like, all right, we got Cyan was... thing out of the way. Let's go on to the other guys. That was my biggest problem with it. it was like, okay, we're done with Cyan. Let's move on. And then Cyan's just kind of like, well, let's get him up to level five then you know or his level <laughs> five like sword thing or whatever that was yeah right like the things that they do with him later in the game it, i don't feel like it adds anything real yeah ex- i agree it's totally. nothing substantial yeah. it's right. there like there's a but he's he doesn't like machines i like that as a character quirk <laughs> but it, yeah. it doesn't go much farther than that I right think. i agree totally so some other awesome sequences you you're y'all were talking about this earlier too and i gotta say i really enjoyed the opera the whole opera scene really yeah I thought it was really cool. It just feels so out of place to me. It, I agree. It's, I do agree with that. It was out of place and it really was unnecessary. I got a big thing about the opera scene. I but don't at, like it at all. But at the same time, I thought it was a good scene. and I, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought the music on it was was really was also oh, really the music good. On it the music is, is really, really good. It's you should beautiful. hear the Distant Worlds version of yeah. uh, Maria and Draco. Here, I'll oh, grab really? a link to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I and it was probably like mostly the music that I liked that scene for. Like yeah. having to memorize the lines that was kind of that was kind of uh that wasn't really fun. But watching the whole thing play out and listening to it, I had a I really I have to say I really enjoyed the opera scene. Uh I also, like the the t- Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I like the uh, the idea of having Ultros at the top of a stage, yes. like waiting for you to screw up. Like <laughs> right. I thought that was a, that's how you do a real time like uh, scene. You know, a real time what it, like a just just a scene like that where like, like action can be or a battle can be a potential uh, uh, thing uh, as as part of of what you're doing. But um, as far as like the scene in terms of the story, it's like. You, you know, you, you you go through it in real time as you're playing the game for the first time. You're like, after that, it's like, uh, well, what's going to happen? Is, oh, my God. And then it's like, well, the answer is nothing. Nothing happens. It doesn't have <laughs> yeah, right. to do with anything. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and also, the final boss. Yeah. Just oh, that yeah. whole sequence is so cool. Like, for me, yeah. the final it's, boss. It's a very cool sequence. Yeah, it's a really cool sequence. It wasn't. I think I had overleveled my characters a little bit because, as Blake knows, I got a little bit lost. You were higher level than two, so that section is going to be easy. Okay, <laughs> but that's just like Ultra Center or uh, what is it, Ultima or something like that. The the I forget what the bomb spell is called. It's been so long oh, since I played. Oh uh, yeah, it. it's Ultima. Ultima, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had Ultima. Oh, I see what you mean about the bomb, it, the big explosion. You just yeah, you just do that over and over for like. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, have what even is it? without that, it's, it's okay. such a disappointing final boss. <laughs> yeah, because oh, he's so dumb. So yeah, you 
for the final boss, you've got all your characters, and in my case, I had twelve, and it's like, all right, pick all the characters like in the order you want to have them in your party. So when one character dies, which is a cool concept, yeah, it's a cool concept. Yeah. When one, when one character dies, another one, the next one in the list comes and replaces them. But I lost one character in the entire like yeah. three or four part final boss fight. Well, the way that it, you lose them is that if they're dead when you transition to a new phase, then they are removed from the party. Okay. Like if they just die in the battle, they don't go anywhere. So if they had made, if they had changed it like that, I think it would have been, uh, it would have worked better for what they were going for. But at the same time, from a personal gameplay perspective, it's like this is my team. This is who I like using. I want to keep these four characters through the whole fight. Yeah. Sure. Uh. But aside from it being super easy, and especially if you have uh, Magic X, which lets you uh, cast two yes. spells on one turn, and if you have that yes. on the person with the Ultima, <laughs> then like you're yeah. just you're just destroying. That's like an, a fourth of his HP right there. Yeah, and I like there there are just random encounters in the game that are harder than the final boss, honestly. Yeah, by far. Did you fight any Brachiosaurs? Yeah, I fought some of those. Okay, yep. <laughs> and a lot of the uh, a lot of the bad guys in the Tower of Fanatics, like when you get closer to the top. Yeah, uh, that area can be pretty rough. Yeah. That's why I usually go through there. You probably didn't have Mog, did you? I did. Oh, okay. Did you find his Moogle charm? Uh, I don't think I got that. Okay, because it's on the exact square where you recruit him. You just walk forward oh, and inspect. Okay, no, and I it's didn't a, get it's that. a relic that only he can equip. Uh, uh, him and Gogo, which is another character that you didn't get. Forgot all about. And that. it makes it so that you don't get any in ran any random encounters. Whoa, really? Damn. Yeah, it's it makes getting that. through the Fanatics Tower a complete cinch. I can imagine the Fanatics Tower. For anybody listening who's not familiar with it, you're only allowed to use spells. Uh, and that's that's not too bad, but what all, but what makes it really difficult is you get to parts where the bad guys all have, or maybe not all of them, but most of them have uh, re, uh, reflect, where which means if you cast a spell on them, then it reflects it back at you. So what you have to do is cast reflect on your own guys, and then cast spells on them to bounce it off them to hit the bad guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it just it just makes it really difficult because it's a really long sequence, it's and, really it, and long. it's it's supposed it's supposed to be difficult. It's like it's the it's a part of the game that's just that's just made just to be t really oh. tough. That's that's I why you get the reward you get from it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the reward you get is so is so is so awesome. But anyway, so yeah, it's 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 tough, but it's it's it acknowledges it's it's supposed to be really tough. Um. I don't remember where I was going with that, but so that was, I, I, I don't, I don't know. What the, end. Was. the end. The <laughs> end. No, uh, uh, I also like the, the sprites in the game. I like how the characters are all like really small and cartoony looking, but then all the bad guys are like really big and detailed. And you know what I'm talking about? They're like much different art style used on all of the enemies versus the main characters. Right, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because okay. I mean, they're the sprites are you take up one small row of the screen on the right side, and then the enemy sprites are like taking up ninety percent of the screen potentially. Yeah, 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 and they're not really cartoony looking in most cases. They're they're a lot more detailed. Um, were you there when I pointed out when my chat pointed out to me, and then I later mentioned it to a few other people how. Uh, how some of the sprites are completely different from what we expected as kids. 
No. <laughs> yeah, that that happens a lot with with things like that. I feel like it's, it it's kind of fun. freaked yes. me out. Uh, let me pull up one of these in a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an enemy you fight early on, and it's the rats that you fight early on. And I thought that the growth coming out of their head was like it was just a weird, ugly bulb because they're mutant monsters. But uh, if you actually look closely. You can see that that red bulb at the top of his head is actually his damn ear. Let me see this. Oh, I think I I think I knew that. Wait a second, that's his ear. That's his ear. What? <laughs> there was one. Oh, I who never... was it? I never put that together. Neither before. did I until someone pointed out. Oh, wow. well, okay. Well, who's the guy's uh, house that you go in? That's got the art gallery in his house. Uh, or or something. Orzo? No. Or, or yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, Orzo, something like that. It's not. It's not Orzo. That's a pasta. Yeah. It's not quite Orzo, but it's very similar. His sprite is totally bizarre looking i have i could not figure out what the hell was supposed to be going on with him he looks like I think he's mutated. just a fat guy oh you mean the one that you see later on okay that um oh my god yeah i still don't know what to make of that to this day okay i'm glad i'm not the only person yeah uh so sprites are really cool the care a lot of the characters are really fun most of the main characters are at least pretty interesting um ultros is a really funny bad guy He's this little octopus that like follows you around for half the game, trying to like beat you, and uh, and he basically sucks. And like the <laughs> last time, well not, well, not the last time you see him, but I guess the last battle that you have with him, he doesn't even really fight you. He like has somebody else fight you for him. He was fun. He's like the Ozzy of uh, like the equivalent <laughs> of Oz Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Uh, Kef- Kefka is a pretty cool bad guy. He's, uh, I like how they don't like justify, like they don't try to make him sympathetic or anything. They're just like, no, this is just an evil bastard. Yeah, this guy's screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the ending, I thought the ending was awesome. Like even like, like after the, like, so, so the final boss is awesome. The final boss sprite is really, really cool. Uh, since we're talking about sprites, but what I really love about the ending of the game, like once you beat it, like it's not just like, congratulations, you win. Like there's a pretty long sequence after the game that like really does justice to you playing through this however many hour game it is. Like lots of fanfare, like you got your guys in the airship, like flying around the whole world, waving at everybody. Uh, I really appreciated that they like give you an ending to justify the amount of time that you put in the game. Right. Back in 1994, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Because in later on, I, like, I'm trying to think of other games that did that sort of thing back then. And the only games that come to mind are like Earthbound, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what else like allowed you to do that sort of thing, allowed you that level of access. So that was a really nice touch to allow you to to do that sort of thing so yeah and that was it, it felt like a big deal you have, it actually changes the ending huh yeah depending on what characters you have the ending right. there changes oh does it yeah that's cool so there's like this one part where if you have gogo on your team he's a mimic and your team like ha- 
uh, Gogo mimics Celis's movements to open up something. Yeah, but nobody's going to have Gogo on their team at the end of the game. Well, Let's you be don't have to have him on your team, but you can still recruit him. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being stupid. I'm being literal because I nerd out over it. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I appreciate you being literal <laughs> because I literally did not know that. But like, I would never have... It, who, who are the two guys, like the two like, actually, fr- frivolous guys on the game, like Gogo and like the Umaru. other? Yes, I would yeah. never have those guys. Oh, I had Umaru on my on my in my party. Did list. you really? Yeah. Who did you miss? Wow. Uh, Shadow. Uh, I missed Shadow. I I didn't. Oh, keep you him. can't oh, miss Shadow. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that. Oh. I didn't know that there was that I had to do something to like keep him in to keep him from leaving the game. Oh, Shadow's like one of the best characters. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Him. I mean, yeah, his story is really cool. What's yeah. funny about this, by the way, you missed so much character story. Just so you know, for Rob. Shadow, not just Shadow with everybody. There's a lot of the characters in that part have. Oh, excuse me. They have like their personal section where their stories get built up. Like, there's a little bit with Gao. There's stuff uh, where the coin song gets played. Wait, what are you talking about? Like, why did I miss this stuff? Because it's side content. It's just stuff that you don't find unless you know where to look for it. Oh, I did some of that stuff, like particularly not not all that, but like with uh, like Realm and uh, what's the other, what's the other guy's name? Her like Straga. grandfather, uh, the guest. Straga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like yeah. I did, I did some of that stuff, but yeah, I didn't get into all of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize the thing with Shadow. You know what was really funny? I don't know. I I don't know if this was supposed to be funny on purpose, but uh, there, so there's that one part of the game where there's a burning building, and they're yes. like, "Oh, so my kid's in there," and you gotta run in and save him. And you go in, you, and there's like fire monsters or whatever, and you gotta fight them. Like you have a certain number of minutes to save this kid, and the uh-huh. counter keeps going while you're in battle. So you gotta like run through these guys and go find the kid. When you find the kid and they're like, "Woo, we saved him!" The way that you escape from the burning building—do you remember this? Shadow throws a smoke bomb for <laughs> yes. you to escape the burning I building. I remember that. Oh, that burning building! I thought you meant the one in the second world. It's like two thirds of the way through the game, right? It's like like halfway. No, through No, he's the game, talking about like... the one that happens in Strago and Realm's hometown. Yeah. Oh, when you first meet them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like, was there not already smoke f- completely filling this building? And why does that? Why was that needed in the first place? Like, anyway, I got a pretty good kick out of that. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. The only things that uh, that that I didn't care for in the game, I'll say again, since since I'm not just a huge RPG fan, the encounter rate was a little bit high for me. Like, what Lewis. do you guys think about? Like, I could have cut the encounter rate Lewis. in half and been happy with it. Was I don't remember no. being that bad in Final Fantasy VI. I thought it that was wasn't that bad when you compare it to Super Nintendo. Like when you compare it to like Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire Two, Lufia, Lufia Two. Breath of Fire Two is one of the worst of all time. Oh my god, Breath of Fire Two is the worst. Or you want to know what the hardcore one is? The Seventh Saga. Oh my god, fuck Seventh Saga. That game yeah. bad. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Seventh Saga is hardcore, man. Uh, Makes a man out of you. Games. Grow hair on your chest. <laughs> those are the worst final fantasy 6 has nothing on those but yeah no if it's it's tough but it it's annoying i mean it's time consuming but it's not hard at all but yeah it's it's annoying but 
there's worse. There's much, 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 much worse. My my only other two complaints are, for me, the second half, most of the second half of the game is a little bit slow. Kind of. Uh, you, huh? uh, the beginning is a little bit, yeah. The beginning? Of World 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the very beginning of World 2 was cool, and then it kind of slowed down a whole lot, and then I kind of got in this thing where I'm like, I don't even really know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And then a lot of it was slow. And then when you get to like the basically the last like level of the game, then it picks back up again. Um, and also managing equipment is a bitch in this game. You with me or? Uh... Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. No, I mean, like, do you agree? Oh, not really. No. I mean, for me, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the second disc that's oh, not so bad. What about the equipment, though? Like I uh, felt the like equipment, like, and it's, uh, like, like get rid of something. What's your problem? Why? Well, there were so many things that were like in this situation, this weapon would be good, or this thing. So my inventory Not had really, like it's, a hundred thousand. One of the problems 000. I had is that it's actually like there's no reason to use most of the bonus equipment. Yeah, but I didn't know if I was going to come across a situation where I would need it. Like you don't. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you can just be like, uh, yeah, I can hold on to all this because you also get enough money, I feel like. And then not sell anything and have it there in case you want to switch over to it. But for the most part, there's no real need to like keep around a flame sword from yeah. the first act of disc one. I I ignore all that the elemental stuff personally. <laughs> I do a lot of the time, but then yeah. sometimes I'm like, hey, I want to yeah. use the right element against this boss. And yeah, Depends watch on how game, quickly man. I melt through his HP pool. Sure. Well, you also got like all the relics and stuff. I'm like, okay, let me go through. I thought the relics were kind of overkill sometimes. Like, it's like, okay, espers are one thing. The relics, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. The relics, I mean, without easy FF6s, for the most part, you equip damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Equip like, uh, equip a yeah. Genji glove on a physical attacker if you have right. one, which for part of the first part of the game you will. Right. So quite a few people have to do that. And then quip, equip magic up earrings and hero rings on people. That's it. Sure. Yep. So, Final Fantasy VI. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. I didn't, like, absolutely love it like like most people do. But, again, that's just because I'm not a huge RPG fan. Because your opinion is wrong. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. Would you consider it a top 10 Super Nintendo game? One of the 10 best Super Nintendo games you've ever played. Oh, man, that's tough because there's so many good. I would probably. I know. Off the top, like, just off the, off the cuff, I would say yes. Okay, good. But I don't know. Once I really started thinking about it, I'm not sure. Really, wow. that, that's kind of where I am. I'm at really? like it's it, for me. It's like between eight, nine, ten, somewhere around that in that range. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. That it would be around eight, nine, or ten. For me. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's only eleven oh eight o'clock. Only we're two hours in. <laughs> well, come on, it's ten oh eight in Mountain Time. Yeah, I got plenty of time. Nine oh eight here. here. What's up? Damn, California son. Oh that, yeah, that Arizona time zone. Dude, we're California right now. We're not Mountain. We're not Arizona time. We decided since uh, Alex was going to be with us today that we would do a Super Nintendo top three. It just also so happens that we've done top three game uh, NES games with best visuals, Sega Genesis games with the best visuals. The next in line is Super Nintendo games with the best visuals. 
Yeah. Why don't we go? Why don't we mix it up a little bit this time? Oh. And we'll go in reverse order. That'll also give Alex the final say on the number one best. That means Robert gets to talk more though. Super Nintendo (laughs) game. I don't know what I want to go. Okay, this is what I'm going to go with for number three. So. So, so by best visuals, we mean that basically any way you want to interpret it. Best, it could be best art design, best graphics, uh, like innovative graphics, whatever. Sure. So for my number three, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Star Fox. Oh man. Oh my. Uh, see, bold. Well, I, I think I get it bold, from the actually. innovative perspective, but I do not like looking at that. Game. Well, that's I, I actually agree with this, Robert. I, I think it's very innovative. That's exactly For sure. I yeah. agree. Yeah, Th- that's exactly my angle on this one. It really doesn't look. It does not look great. I, I knew this was going to be on your list. I, I, but, <laughs> I <knew laughs> yeah, I'm a big Star Fox fan. Yeah. It doesn't look. It honestly does not look great. But the the way the graphics are, the kind of three dimensionality, the polygons. That was not common for Super Nintendo games. The last boss alone, just as soon as I like went back and watched images yeah. of that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So that I, last I, boss is still pretty terrifying to this day. Like he's just crawling at you. He's yeah. just coming at you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Starfire. And actually, I think we're all. I think we all may have the same number one. Is, <laughs> is there an obvious? Really? You don't think so? I think. Yeah. No, I, I think there'll be a pretty good variety. Guess. Okay, I think me and Alex probably have the same number one. Yeah. If I, I had to c- guess, I, I'd... I can think of what it might be. I think Jay. I bet Jay does too. Actually. Actually, no. I, I'm no. I'm missing this one. Okay. There's one okay. obvious one that sticks out to me. Okay. Like okay. one really obvious one. All right. All right. Well, we'll leave. We won't. Usually, we'll uh, like if there's one obvious one, we'll leave that one out and do the others. But since this one's apparently not that obvious, we'll leave it there. But I think we're thinking of the same one. Anyway, it my might three... be on my list, but not my number one. Okay. If it's what I'm thinking of. Okay. okay. My number three is Star Fox. Next up, J- uh, Jay. Hi. What's your number three? Number three is Yoshi's Story. Um, oh, okay. First time, uh, first time I yeah. saw this game, I was at a, uh, I was at a like a Walmart or something, and I saw it, and I thought it was a new system because of how, <laughs> nice. how good the visuals were on it. I, I was so impressed by this, and when I found out it was Super <laughs> Nintendo, I was like completely blown away. Oh, this I, I mean, mostly this game good. Is, uh, I love, yeah, the, the, it, it's just all around like, incredible, like, it, just really good visuals. Great coloring. The 3D elements, like, the stuff that's, like, um, stuck on your screen as well as you're progressing is, is really nicely done. So this is kind uh, of like yeah. a 3D, yeah, I see, it's sort of 3D-ish. It's, it's, it's like, it's like a, I didn't realize, so they take, like, the yarn approach to this one. Like no, Kirby like 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 yarn like thing? Is what you're watercolor of? approach. Alright, I must be looking at something. I must be seeing screenshots for something else. Wait, by, by Yoshi's... Uh, you mean Yoshi's Island? Yoshi's Story. Was it? Yoshi's Story, okay. Was it a was it called? Oh, Yoshi's Island, you're right. It's Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island, okay. yeah. Whoa, yeah, Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Island. Sorry. Hey, yeah, on, Yoshi's what? Island is the one on SNES. Totally right. Sorry, it's Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Right. Okay, yeah, that's the right one. It's I'm sorry. The one where it looks like it's like drawn by crayon and all that yes. sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. Never mind. Very cartoonish, kitty-looking faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, this one looks really good. Hey, Blake, crying baby. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> that game was that's almost on my list. My, like that, it's one of my like 15 games that are worth mentioning. <laughs> there, okay. There's a lot of great-looking games on that system. Oh, yeah, yeah there's plenty. Especially as the system progressed, too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. 
All right, Blake, number three. Oh, God, I don't know, man. Um, I'm going through my list, and I'm like, oh, but remember how good that looked and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I got to go with uh, Contra Alien Wars. Yeah. It's All right. like It's a classic shooter-style game, and yeah. the visuals on it are just amazingly well done. Oh, wow, this is really good. The best. Especially oh, because cool. it does some different things. Like you do, you've got your typical side-scrolling shooter sections, uh, where you've got bosses that punch their way out of the background into the yeah. foreground. That's the best. Yes. That's what I'm looking yeah. at right now. Look at this. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> and then you've got the top-down sections, which not terribly impressive, but the visuals are good enough to get the point across. And Everyone bitches about good. those, and they're they're not way very better. But they're way better than people give them credit for, though. Uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> nah, I can't say I haven't played this. Yeah, the 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 oh god, the one the Terminator one, I can't tell you when the first time I I got to that boss, it's level four. Or it's is it level three or level four? I think it's level I three. I think it's the end of level three. Yeah. The Terminator looking boss where it like the claws come out of the walls and it pushes the walls apart. And then it rips the walls okay, open. I, 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 oh, oh my fire. Oh, oh, shit. That's exactly what you <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's oh awesome. yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's the freaking best. That it's like I shit my pants when I first played that <laughs> as a kid. It was amazing. Like Do you remember the T Rex from Jurassic Park? With yes. The, 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 oh, yeah. No matter how bad that game was, that scene with the, the T Rex comes through the wall, I like whip myself. Yes. Yes. Holy exactly. fucking shit. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going the second you started talking. <laughs> I know you too well, Blake. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah. Because okay. it is like just the the sprites alone are insane just just watch the sp- i can't like send anything or anything like that cuz i'm holding the microphone oh you mean but, uh, i see yeah no i'm i'm eating garlic bread here okay oh yeah <laughs> garlic on your keyboard <laughs> it's a, but it's um a just the second level alone when you have to like shoot your way through the uh the level itself and the it's like a sand it's almost like a lemmings type effect where it's like sand and you the sand falls where you're walking and you have to and it fills in where you are and just it's it's like holy christ like i never thought that was possible with this console like once you get past that you get to the barbecue level where it's (laughs) it's all those like meat and stuff like that like I'm pulling up some uh, screenshots and like the backgrounds are fucking. Yeah, the sick backgrounds are backgrounds are amazing in that game. Really imaginative and really, yeah, it's. Yeah, see. when I think of the good art of Earthworm and Jim Two, I think of the backgrounds. <laughs> the bar- that's the barbecue level. Yeah, yeah, it's here's another good one. Really good. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> nice. And I'm I I can't be certain if it looks better on genesis it's, this is one of those like dual console games if it looks better on genesis if it looks better on super nintendo i'm sure it plays better on genesis to be honest with you because it's probably plays faster it's a little more responsive that sort of thing but uh it might look better on super nintendo because it's got more color the larger color pro- uh, color palette and uh that sort of thing but uh yeah i, I would definitely put earthworm gym 2 up there 
This is a solid one. Sick. I love that's the backgrounds, Robert. You pointed out perfectly. These backgrounds yeah. are really good. For sure. The, yeah, really good. That's, that's a good... Good call by you, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, Robert, well done. Alex, <laughs> yeah. Way good to go. job. Good job. <laughs> My number, th- uh, number two... I'm going to go with Super Metroid. Oh man, this was this was a, definitely a, a contender. Yeah, I, was, I had this on my list for a while, and then I kind of moved it around. Oh, really? The bosses on Super Metroid for sure are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't like play this game as much as I should have. Mostly played it at, played it like after like just from renting it and like at friends' houses and stuff. So I really, really need to go back to this game to to give it a. It is definitely worth a replay. Yeah, to give it a, like a, an honest replay. But uh, the bosses look really badass, but. Besides that, like the the whole Metroid feel, like of the invite, excuse me, and the music, like, the, yeah, the music, the yeah, environment, the music especially for me, uh huh, <laughs> and, and the environment, just like the way things look, like the whole like how empty and desolate everything is, and then how like, run down some of the stuff is, yeah, how run down it is, and then like hell one oh, thing man, is called play this. Yeah, one thing is called crash ship or like abandoned yep. ship. What is it called? Something uh, like that. Uh, crash think? ship. <laughs> it's crash ship or ghost. It's not ghost ship. No, no it's something like I, that. I but it's, it's like ship, yeah. some person tried to exploit this planet and they crash your freaking ship. Like, what, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, shit. Like, this planet is dangerous. Sorry, I've had a little much. Like, you go from game. so when you land on the planet, you go from the visual of there's this desolate, grocky, muddy area that you're walking out onto. It's got right. rain it's everywhere, pouring down it, rain. It's yeah, pouring rain in the background, and then you walk inside, and then the sound completely yeah. shifts. Oh as well. man, you're giving me chills. I do remember this. Holy shit! And then, like the whole beginning of that whole area is just so quiet. I don't yeah, think you, you go to the right, music. and it's completely sealed off. It's the yeah. it's the smash ship or crash ship or whatever the yeah. area is called, and then you go to the left, and it finally it's you're allowed to like Walk look around, there. and it's completely you're in this quiet. Big cave, yeah, yeah. So that's my number two. That's right a good on. one. Yeah, good the one. bosses look great in the game as well. Yeah, yes. Well, just all of the boss designs I think are amazing. Hi, right, Jay. Number two, kind of following the cartoony creative aspect, Super Mario RPG. All righty. I thought about that one, but that doesn't make my list. It it was I had it, I had it on there and then I took it off and then I put it back on specifically just because the the cartoony elements of some of the the, um, the sprites of the bosses really took me away. Remember the clock boss? Like that one in particular, just like kept sticking out in my mind of just like yes. I don't know some of the creativities yeah. of the visuals on this game just really made it stick for me. I, I actually, it. like, I appreciate the way Super Mario RPG looks. Like, they did a good job with it, but I don't think it looks good. I love the way it looks. Yeah, that's kind of my problem with it. And the same reason I don't have Donkey Kong Country on here. It's like, that, oh, that, push the limits of the system forth, so much. Yeah. Nice. Honestly, what do you guys think of that whole era of, like, the digitized 3D? Yeah, like the computer yeah. graphics. Like right. Play, for a while. right. I don't like most of them. You don't, guys don't like it? I don't like... No. I agree with, like, I don't like most of them. Yeah. Uh, what are what some are some of them, them that you do like? My number one. Okay. <laughs> right, so... well, you said that so like you were in trouble from a parent. <laughs> like, you're gonna, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, I did man. bad. Sorry. I mean, I don't think Super Mario RPG looks bad, 
but yeah. you can see that it's like, oh wow, this looks like they were doing what they could with the system. Exactly. Kind of like a lot of it looks okay. like same with Clay Fighter. Like a lot of it just looks like oh, yeah. muddy. Yeah. And actually, I wonder if playing uh, with the scan lines on old TVs may have made that a little bit better as well. That's a good point. That's a good, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. All right, Blake, what's your number two? Oh, God, I got to hold on. I got to look at this list again. <laughs> um, Because uh, I don't know if I want this one to be my number one or what. Uh, maybe this one? Maybe this one? Maybe this one? Ah, oh, fuck. There's so many I can have. All right. We're, it's, uh, the, yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Sagan Densetsu 3. Oh, man. I, I was looking at this. Wait man. a second. We can have Super Famicom games on here. I'm counting it, yeah. All right. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, he's mad. He's, 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 oh, oh, no, I think fine. they're unleashing okay. a fucking storm right. on us. Wow, this game does uh, look good. Holy shit. It, oh, my God. Oh my God. It's, part of it's Secret of Mana 2, man. Fuck. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. What is this? How, it takes, how is like, this... Secret of Mana 1 looks good. I don't think it's good enough to make a top three list, but Sagan Densetsu 3 is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful, yeah. No, Actually, I think so the good. last time you were on the podcast, I talked about Sagan Densetsu 3 for something, yes. didn't I? Yes. Was it the game that I played? I think so, yes. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's, it's so good. And it's one of the best multiplayer games on in any 16-bit game ever. It's so much fun. Good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, uh, just it's like uh, very this. watercolored. All of the boss designs God are damn it, above <laughs> most games. This is what Robert what does for him. He just starts derailing it as hard as he can, even though we're already two and a half hours in. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Are we really? Jeez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Time this flew be a by. Uh, no, I'm not gonna promise. set the record, but <laughs> dear God, what have I done? <laughs> how does this game look so good? Like, how do, how does this game look so good? I know. Th- you talk about pushing <laughs> out. That's why. They, they just, just the people that were doing that st- sort of thing or had enough time to, like, be like, hey, we know what we're doing now. So, wow. hey, this is this is how you make this sort of thing look that good. Yeah, it's, it's like the little Samson equivalent of the Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. That late in its life cycle, they can make it look good. I mean, Shovel Knight is made basically using the restrictions of the Nintendo, and they made something that looks that good. Yeah. Right, yeah. They added in one color, and I think that's all that they changed to create Shovel Knight's art. All right, Alex, number two. You know, since we have Super Famicom (laughs) invited... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm serious. There's like Rendering Ranger R2, there's Tales of Fantasia, there's Star Ocean. There's like all sorts oh, of like stuff. Those that are be like... Both of those games are on my list, but I didn't put them on there because I've never gotten to They're play them so completely myself. They're so freaking awesome looking. They look They're... really good, yeah. But They're I want to stick to good. games that people are mostly familiar with because it almost seems like unfair. Not that's a slag on your choice or anything like that because yeah, everybody... <laughs> no! Because everybody should... Play... No, listen, everybody should play Seiken Tizetsu 3 at any opportunity because it's freaking awesome what if you're but... like me and you don't just love rpgs I think then you you're suck. wrong i think you suck. Suck. okay <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> no my number two is a very boilerplate choice it's chrono trigger it's only the best game the super nintendo has ever produced 
but <laughs> my number two is Corona Trigger because it's just it's it when you get to a certain point of the game, it 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 builds to that point where on the particularly on the Black Omen, when uh you face Queen uh oh shit, Zeal. what is her name? Yes, Queen Zeal, thank you. <laughs> And the ship starts like phasing in between time periods. It's like, oh my god, like what is happening right now? It's fantastic. Like it's not just back then, but now it's it's really fan. It's really something else. And the uh, especially the fight with uh, Lavos, the final boss fight, where uh, you're tripping between uh, different time periods. It's it's incredible. Like it's. You have to. Uh, maybe I'm biased by since I think this is the best game ever. But I'm like, first time I played this, I'm like putting the controller down. Like, dear God, like what the hell's going on right now? But it's uh, yeah, Chrono Trigger is my number two. All right, it's a solid choice. No, no doubting it at all. My number one. Ooh, I actually. Uh-oh. I'm going to type this in chat, because if, if me and uh, Alex's are the same, then I'm going to let him take this. No, I don't think it's the same anymore. Okay. No, I think it is, probably. Not even as you said no, that. No, it's, it's already been talked about, so. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay. I took that off, man. That's funny. All right. My number one is Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's I saw that Blake coming. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's let Blake talk about this. <laughs> it does. No, me, of... me and Blake have the same thoughts on Donkey Kong so it takes the same approach that we were just like bashing yeah. uh clay fighter and super mario rpg for but yeah. i feel like donkey kong country actually did it pretty well they take the uh, sort of like 3d like halfway kind of like make it look 3d approach uh to their game but they actually i feel like they honestly did a good job with it and i'm i'm not a big fan of the game itself but i appreciate what they were able to do more from a technological standpoint. It looks good. It doesn't look fantastic. Like personally, I like the way uh, Super Metroid, I like their art style overall better, but I'm more impressed with Donkey Kong Country. I will, I will never forget what the Bumblebee boss looks like for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's I love true. The look at that boss. That's true. There's a huge ass Bumblebee sprite. Mm-hmm. With a, with a, isn't it smiling? Face? No, I think it's sorta. angry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, I think it has like angry eyes, but you can't see much more of a quote face would, than that. Would you be smiling if you were fighting Donkey Kong? Come on. If I was a giant bumblebee, I'd be smiling 24 hours a day. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's right. a good point. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. You got well, to on that one, Jay. All right, Jay, take it away. My number one is Final Fantasy Tactics. Just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was ready to burst with rage. Get what the fuck we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait. All right. Epic troll. Got it. No, it's, it's Star Fox. So thanks, Robert. Oh, cool. Of course. Yeah. So it, it's obviously we were talking about before. It's not for the, the high quality of the, the visuals, but it was more of the um, creativity and, and kind of something new that we hadn't seen before come out of cool. it. And obviously we wouldn't Making have... Making something 3D like that and make it feel 3D. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fantastic game. Created the 64 version, which is always... 
you know, good thing. So I have to ask you guys that I've had uh, Star Fox on your list. Have you played Star Fox 2, the prototype that was never no, released? I haven't. Uh, I've heard it's, re- it's supposed to be pretty good, right? It's very different. I remember it's watching different. it on your on your channel, but I don't remember what the... It's out- very different because it's very much like Star Fox... Uh, what is it called? Star Fox something for DS. It's a mission-based uh, game where you go from base to base. Uh, it's kind of got the map system of Star Fox 64, where you go from spot to spot, and there's... Uh, stuff you got to intercept there's missiles in the way you know like uh <clears throat> excuse me there's stuff you got to intercept in the way like it's really tough uh, uh it's it's nothing like the original where it's like okay. linear you you go from spot to spot and fight bosses you know beginning to end and levels and stuff like that but are the uh, graphics pretty rough in this they're better than the original. They, they okay. have a nope. the, the thing is the graphics are the same, but they have a much better frame rate. Okay. The frame rate is much okay. much better. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oof, yeah. I mean, this was between 1993 when the original Star Fox, if I had to guess, 1993, and probably 1995 or 96 when uh, Star Fox 2 was planned, and then Star Fox 2 was completely scrapped for Star Fox 64. Which is a shame. Actually, it's I fine. fine. I, I like Star Fox. I, I like Star Fox sixty four a lot. No, sixty four is good. I like Super. I like start the first Star Fox better. I do too, actually. Uh, Jay, number one. That was my number one. But thanks. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I can do Final Fantasy Tactics. We can talk about that. <laughs> I mean, might as well. <laughs> since we're since we're on the topic, no. I have to do my annual playthrough anyways, Robert. <laughs> yeah, that and Final Fantasy uh, ten, right? Yeah, right. Blake, what's your number one? My number one is Alex's number two. I'm going with Chrono Trigger. Okay, because when I was thinking, I I couldn't decide, and I mean, visually, I think Seiken Densetsu three is probably better, but like Alex said, it's an it's a Super Famicom game. We didn't get it. We didn't get it here originally. Uh, we only have ROM hacks of it. So it doesn't stick with me as much. The art of Chrono Trigger is something that, like, just looking at the game, my eyes are happy. Uh, yes. I'm always happy to be looking at the art of that game. It helps draw you in. The art is incredibly well done. They translate Akira Toriyama's art and maybe even the animations over to the game so well. I don't know if he did some of the animations at all or if he just did, like, the art and was like, hey, go make this in your video game. <laughs> but, uh, like, all of it just works so so well. Uh, Magus's pose when you go to fight him, and his uh, his spellcasting animation, oh, his animation best. of pulling his cloak over his face, uh, Chrono whipping his sword out like a badass, his hair waving in the wind and stuff like that. Uh, him <laughs> casting Luminaire slowly raising into the air. All of the art and animation of the game is just something that fits so 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 well, and it. I've never been bothered by the art of it whatsoever. It, every time I go back and play it, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm happy with this. I like how this looks. Everything about this is great. Sick. Yep. I'm over here nodding like a maniac. <laughs> <It's the best. laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> okay, Alex, number one. My number one is Yoshi's Island. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this really it really is. is because uh... it's... 
It's a trip, especially when Yoshi eats one of those freaking uh, like <laughs> opium balls. It's oh. absolutely insane. It's insane. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's absolutely bonkers. Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. Yes, exactly. That's the name of the yeah. level. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what happens? Like, uh, it's it just it sets the tone for the rest of the game. Like, I have an incentive to play this game because, like, if this happens in the first freaking world, then what what happens when I keep pl- it's it I completely absolutely... forgot about that. Oh man, that's so funny. It's crazy, and it's you know it's funny because like when I was a, when I first played this game as a kid, way back when. I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, it's cr- it looks like it's drawn by crayons and it's, you know, it's Yoshi's game and it's, uh, it's you have Mario's baby and he's he's crying. Oh, oh that's that's what. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're triggering Blake. <laughs> Triggered. But it's like at after that, it's like, oh, there's a shitload more to this game. Like after you get past the first world, it's it's really, really something else it's yeah it's i don't know it's when you look at it from a glance just from a glance like if you look at it you're just walking past a screen and you you glance at the tv screen it's like you wouldn't think that's a super nintendo game yeah like, that's exactly think, what i thought you you think it's like a ps1 game or like yep. a second like pattern <laughs> Thank or you. something like that that's literally how i felt when i saw it yeah it's like completely blown away like it's that's something completely different so that's it's something that pushes the boundaries of what you thought the Super Nintendo could do. So there you go. Awesome. I love it. I think it's a great number one. Artistically, yeah, the game is amazing. Uh, I've got such a list of honorable oh, mentions and shit. I can't even begin to. Me- oh do this. God! You want to just uh, do it in on. one breath? Do it in one breath. Well, just just, just one breath. Just All right, give me a second. Let me remove the ones Let that I already talk. talked about. Okay. Uh, and then this has already got the ones that you guys have. It's not like the longest thing ever, but a lot of these are games that I didn't want to put on my list because they're Super Famicom games or games that we didn't get in the States. So we don't bring it on. It's not something that I grew up with. It's not something that, like that the art for me is a part of me. So I can't look at it and say, oh, God, that does look amazing. I look at it and I say, yeah, that's really good, but. Mm. So we've got Castlevania, Dracula X, Meg- Mega Man X2 and 3, Tales of Fantasia, Star Ocean, Sparkster, Act Razor 2, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 6, and the already mentioned Super Metroid and Yoshi's Island. Damn it. I knew it. the one I forgot was Act Razor 2. Act Razor 2 looks mm. awesome. It it's, looks it's awesome. Mind bogglingly good. And I mean, yes. the first game was nice, except for the overworld map looks awful. <laughs> Which but looks like whatever. SimCity. Um, yeah like some sort of mushrooms or something but yeah it's yeah no actor is two is awesome that's the one i forgot i knew i was forgetting something it was actor two thank you for mentioning that you're welcome the only honorable mention i'll add is uh f-zero i think f-zero i don't like it that much but i think the graphically it's aged better than super mario kart god that game hurts to look at (laughs) here's the thing about yeah Here's the thing about F-Zero is that it was a launch title. And I know a lot of consoles love to do the throwaway racing game title for launch titles because it's like, well, we got to do something for a launch title. So let's just do a racing game for with uh, Mode 7, whatever. But yeah. uh, it looks 
awesome for a mode seven racing game yeah. and it still looks awesome it's got that sense of speed that's oh, the thing yeah. it's the like speed it, is it huge. looks fast and it feels yeah. fast it still feels fast today and i love top gear the game and i it it like makes me angry that i can't consider top gear the best racing game on super Nintendo because f-zero exists <laughs> it makes me angry that f-zero exists because it's like i can't say top gear is the best game because f-zero is right there it's like god damn it <laughs> all right so f-zero's there you go f-zero's right there we got one person wrote in with their top threes uh siffle jeff eight S-I-F-L. Hey, he would. He would. <laughs> Twitter. Hey, I know that guy. He, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he sent, uh, he sent Alex a message. He said, he said, what? Awesome that you're going to be on the, uh, the podcast. Um, number three. All right. So his best SNES best visuals. Number three, Sagan Densetsu 3. Number yep. two, Looney Tunes Basketball. Oh. Was that game, did that game have good graphics? Was Lola looking good? It was interesting. <laughs> I'll <pull> it up. <laughs> uh, That's all I remember is Lola looking good, man. That's all I remember. Well, that was Space Jam, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Why am I? Oh, yeah. I said it's Looney yeah. Tunes. Basically, you're thinking of uh, Babs, I think. <laughs> no, was it Lola? Was it Babs or Lola? Whatever. Babs we're, we're was in the cartoon, no, I think. And then Lola, maybe. We're not, not doing whatever. this. Number one <laughs> is Chrono Trigger. Yep. No, I'm noticing a good pattern list. here. <laughs> yeah, really? Are you? Okay, strap yourselves in for the email section. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Try and get through these a little bit fast. Uh, we'll see. Let's start off with one from Jonathan. So we, we read Jonathan's earlier where he was talking about Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, so I'll, I won't go back over that part. Uh, so I'm going to cut to the very end of his he sent in two emails i'm gonna to cut to the end of his second one because this is just like a real quick kind of aside as a quick aside to respond again i meant to do this earlier the card game in eight is not bad it's a good first it was a great card. edition when, when it first came yeah out. when it first came out it was a great edition of the series and then they fucked it up in nine with triple triad or whatever it was called in that one it sucks in nine and then they just gave up on it and made blitzball <laughs> in ten yeah, but was, yeah, I really wish they would have done the card game more justice, kept it around more. I agree. All right, John, really, really cool. Jonathan, on, at the end of his second email, uh, he says real quick, because the bulk of his stuff is in the first email. He says, to you and the listeners, check out a YouTube channel called Continue with the, uh, it's Continue? Continue with the question mark on the end. They play classic games and review them while showing the gameplay. It's three guys who are friends and pretty funny using pop culture references to get a few extra laughs. They also have a channel called Continue Quest, where they play through an old RPG from start to finish. Definitely recommend. All right. Cool. Thank you. I've from... seen that channel several times, actually. Oh, really? Is it, is it good? Yeah. Uh, they shout a lot, if you're into shouting. Oh, uh, okay. One of those I are... am! <laughs> <laughs> I want to do some kicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, that's the thing. It's like, they just like, okay, shut up for a second, okay? Like, it's just like, one of those channels where it's just like, all right, that's just, can you... Can you quiet down a bit for a second? Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Or something like that. But no, it's 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 reasonably, you know, if you like Game Grumps type stuff, it's they're there. Gotcha. All right. So Jonathan's main email entitled my long email. <laughs> so Jonathan is the one once again who 
discovered our podcast and listened to every single episode in like 30 days or something like that. Something absolutely <laughs> absurd. Uh, he says, well, I'm finally caught up. I don't want to send two, ma- two emails in one episode. So since you posted your cast a few hours ago, here I am. Basically a jumbled recollection of the years past and a few nods oh, to catch man. up with you guys. So this is him listening to the co- the, the complete Entire. anthology of oh, the Classic Gaming oh, Podcast goodness. in one month and here to remind us about it, unfortunately. Oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get like... Oh, God. Should I get in the fetal position? Probably. <laughs> I'm going to say probably. Good idea. So he starts off on a side note. While waiting you f- while waiting for you to post n- another cast, I restarted the episodes back at one. What? So he went back again. This guy, I've said so and so and this and that are number one fans before. I think if you listen to every episode in like a month and then go back and start listening to him again, you're probably the number one fan, maybe. I agree. That's pretty intense. Anyway, he says, I know you guys think one through nine are terrible and would do away with them if you could, but <laughs> each one of these shows is a gem. <laughs> Remember when you didn't have an opening theme song and you used to beatbox in the intro? <laughs> Remember when <laughs> Remember when Robert played Chrono Trigger and classically didn't finish the game? <laughs> or, or, Come on. Or my favorite episode three (laughs) or my favorite episode three when when robert was sick and asked not to be a part of the show he relinquished his hosting duties to jay then he then then he wouldn't shut up and talk to more than he normally does oh yeah that was classic (laughs) robert ring (laughs) how many got really drunk at blizzcon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I don't remember that. Uh, no, but you don't. <laughs> or when you did your first top three and recalled games everyone likes that you hate. It's almost like the classic podcasts of the classic gaming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. All right. He says, games. Blue Dragon. I don't know what this header is for, but he just wrote a header that says games in his email. So I'm just going to run with this. Blue Dragon. I think this can be added now. Wiki says it was released in Japan in 2006, technically not till December, but this was another game done by some of the legendary crew of Chrono Trigger, specifically Hironobu Sakaguchi, Akira Toriyama, and Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, it, It wasn't flawless, but it had an okay story with a great battle system and a class system where your shadows could train different jobs and learn new abilities. I think Blake... He says, I think Blay or Jake would enjoy this if they haven't already. Uh, Blake might not, actually. He's kind of snooty when it comes to RPGs. Just teasing Blake. Do you... Hey, wait, which RPG? Uh, Blue Dragon. Oh, I've actually played it. I did not enjoy it. Okay. What about you, Alex? Well, then you're snooty. Well, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> Alex, are you familiar with this? No, not okay. at all. All right. Warcraft. It's a game on uh, the 360. It was done by Mistwalker, which is the company that Hironobu Sakaguchi started up after he left Square Enix. Or technically Squaresoft at the time when he left. Okay. Warcraft 3. I recently heard you guys praising this game and remember the second installment finally, so I'm currently playing through this game and enjoying myself. 
it so is thanks such a good game. for the great recommendation. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah. Tactics. My brother oh. and I... <laughs> it's funny that he doesn't even have to write the full name of the game. We just know what he's talking about. <laughs> My brother and I had a save file for the game where the first blue dot and one red dot were available. What does that mean? Oh, he says another... It's another... Where the first time you can access the world map. Okay. In other words... Oh. Okay, here he goes. In other words, there was a town in a battleground, but no story had advanced. Laugh yeah. out loud. We leveled up Ramza in party so that he was 99 before progressing through the game. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've done similar things because I'm crazy too. That's hilarious. Damn. Uh, he already, we already talked about Final Fantasy I bet you the game was still hard. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the random encounters. The non-random encounters are... What if... What if, what, what if uh, what's the, the guy that's on your team? Like, switch... No, 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 no. Oh. The, the guy that's with you, he's a mercenary as well and he switches sides. Dude. Oh, Gavgarian. Yeah, what if Gavgarian would hit 99 as well when he joins the <laughs> party, and then he switches and just starts dunking you? That would actually be kind of fun, except That'd be you cool. still kill him. That'd really be cool. hilarious. It just drains your entire health in one shot. <laughs> Full health. Granja 2, thanks to Blake for suffering through this one. Let me ah. assure you, when it first came out, it was a good game. However... That's listening... what everybody was saying in my chat, too. People were like, but it was really good when it came out. I'm like, yeah, okay... However, listening That's to your nice. playthrough reminded me of mine, and while I have fond memories, you're right. It has not aged well, and it does not deserve a second playthrough. A few other RPGs... I mean, if you haven't played it in a long time and you're a fan of the game, I totally recommend a replay. Just remember, it's not going to be the best game ever. It was moderately fun. It wasn't, like, terrible. <laughs> I, okay. I, thought, I think I emphasized that when I reviewed it on here, but uh, it was an okay game. A few other RPGs that haven't aged well. Well, at least their series haven't. On the PS1, Tales of Destiny 2, it seems a game by the same name was released on the PS2, but no, the PS1 version is what I played. The game was awesome. The battle system played like Street Fighter with weapons and spells. The exploration was 3D, but the battle system reverted back to 2D, and you fought in a sort of side-scrolling arena. Holy crap. Wait a second, Street Fighter with weapons and spells sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds pretty it's sick. It's a 2D Actually, arena, like you've got a small arena and you it's 2D. Imagine like Star Ocean, but 2D. Okay. Isn't okay, Star Ocean 2D? Well, I'm, I don't remember about the original, <laughs> but like Star Ocean 2. Okay. So you've got that 3D battlefield, you can move up, down, left, right. Yeah, um, I, I have to include the caveat that Star yeah. Ocean in my head is the Star Ocean for Super Nintendo. Well, your head is wrong. Yeah, my head so, is pretty, pretty stupid. <laughs> so the game's got uh, jumping. It's a lot. It's probably going to be a lot like Tales okay. of Fantasia, which I've played a few hours. Right. Ago. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Holy crap! It's like two hundred dollars. Where's my copy?" I think of this game <laughs> like Metroid in the sense that once it went fully three D, the quality gameplay went down. At least in the classic sense. Metroid Prime may have been a perfectly good game, but the fans clamor for a 2D adventure game nonetheless. The same is true for Star Ocean. In its early days, it was fun. Even Star Ocean Till the End of Time was a good game, but since then it hasn't captured the spirit again. Sometimes I wish developers would stop trying to find new mechanics and rely on what made them great in the first place. Final Fantasy XV looks cool, but now every game will have that battle system. Sigh. Good thing I have some classics to fall back on. Not every game is going to... Like, if he means the Final Fantasy series itself, uh, they haven't reused the same battle system yeah, like, I was about to through from game to yeah, game. That's kind of I was ever. just going to say that. Yeah, they don't really... Re it doesn't really seem like they reuse a lot of their stuff a whole lot. Anyway, 
Hall of Fame should have should have a system set up like the NFL, and they should be doing. Oh, okay. He's talking about. I think he's talking about the video game Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, okay. of the Rochester Museum of uh, Video Games or whatever it's called that we we go they they have they induct their games however often and we talk about them when they do it on here think, yeah. yeah he said they should have a system set up like the NFL and they sh- I'm not sure exactly what he means by that uh, and he and they should be I can doing, elaborate if you want and they should be doing what you are in the sense that they should have started from 25 years back. There are simply too many timeless classics to only let six games in per year from forever. However, with a system like the NFL, it's I guess it's I guess he's talking about the how the NFL inducts people into the Hall of Fame. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how that goes. Uh, well, huh? I was gonna say Alex can elaborate on. I think no, it's it's what they do is they they introduce each player into a committee of uh, sports writers who are old fogies and just blather on about each player for however long they need to blather on about each player. And they just go on and on about uh, it's, it's it's called the veterans committee and uh, they, there's a voting process and yeah, it's just like if, if a game is old enough where it gets to the point where it's uh, like uh like uh, it, it gets the two thousand. Like there's a year limit, like two thousand six or two thousand seven. Where, sorry, I've had too much whiskey. I'm kind of rambling, but <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's uh, it you're still rambling less than Rob would be. <laughs> I right. was thinking the same thing. <laughs> hey, I'm drinking whiskey too. I have an excuse. Oh yeah, sure. There's your excuse. Rob, self high five. Rob, air air, air high Virtual five. High five. Virtual, Virtual high, five. high five. That's what I mean. I'll type it. I'll type high five in the chat. Oh, but my um. God. No, <laughs> no, it's uh the the uh they uh pretty much just. Why don't we come back right. to this? <laughs> Sorry, I had something caught in my throat. <laughs> whiskey, I think it was whiskey. <laughs> no, what they do is uh hold up each player by committee. Uh, they have like a group of sports writers to review each case, and they give a time limit for each player. And then the time limit runs out, and then they vote. They have an odd number of voters. It's like 13. And then they say, hey, should this guy be in the Hall of Fame? No, yes. And then they move on to the next guy. So okay. it's pretty simple. All right. Cool. He says, however, with a system like the NFL, it is reasonable to think that two or three 1991 games would have made it first ballot, while some games from previous years would have snuck in and made uh, and made Battletoads wait a few more years. I'm thrilled for the community that something like this exists in the first place, but they should at least take 20 to 30 games a year until they catch up, which would still take more than a decade. Yeah, Wait, I agree. Battle like Toads is in the six video game hall. Of I don't fame? think I don't think Battle Toads is. I think okay. Uh, I'm not sure why I brought that up as, as I think example. it should be. But like, but that's a really it's good... an iconic part of our culture. No, I I, I wouldn't yeah, kind of I wouldn't necessarily object, but I agree with with his point. They're doing six games a year. Like, yeah, how the fuck long is that going to take until they so, get anywhere <laughs> close to, like, something that resembles some sort of completion? Um, shout out to Jeff for mentioning my favorite uh, 1991 game, Toe Jam and Earl. P. 
P.S. Robert, there was a Kickstarter for a new one that got backed, not that that means anything, about a year ago. Apparently, <laughs> Adult Swim partnered with them, too. After hearing you guys, I kind of want to start my own Kickstarter. You know, just announce that Chrono Trigger 2 is in development and see how much money I can get. <laughs> and then uh, leave the country. <clears throat> I've actually heard... Everybody will kill you. I've actually heard pretty good things about the Toji and Mineral Kickstarter. Apparently, they've had some demos of it at, uh, like, packs and stuff like that. And I've actually heard good stuff. <clears throat> The Swickedon series. I had played and enjoyed the first and second installment very much. A friend let me borrow Swickedon 5, so I started to hammer that one out too. This game's intro was grueling. It was about 8 to 10 hours before it started picking up, but then it got really good. That sounds like Swickedon 3. I remember that, yes. A lot of the mechanics were the same as before, just polished from past experience. But somehow, about 25 hours in, I bugged the game and lost everything. Ouch. Wow, am I crazy or I have always pronounced that Swede Swede Doken or Swedoken? Swedoken is how it's yeah. pronounced. It was not Swedoken or what? what I, I've I've say? always said Swedoken because that's what somebody Swickedin? told me on like a message board 15 years ago <laughs> is how it's supposed to be pronounced. So I don't I'm think just, that's right. So, but yeah, whatever. However, it's pronounced. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so his game got fucked. Uh, see, when I am playing any RPG or adventure game, I literally walk around the edges of the map to find hidden areas or treasures that may be hiding. Some games allow access to areas that I'm not supposed to go to until later in the game. Oh, that's bad. That's bad game development right there. Yeah. Some game developers block these areas while the others just make it extremely difficult as a warning not to venture this way. My play style differs from at least Blake's, as he likes to avoid unnecessary combat and be challenged by the game's bosses. I, on the other hand, find great joy in stumbling upon upon a battle that gives five to ten levels of experience simultaneously, fighting there for an hour, and then owning the game for a good while. I'm usually not- I like both of them. Actually, like part of the reason I play like that on stream is to keep it moving along, to keep the game moving. But, like, off-stream, I think I've mentioned this before, there will be times where I will spend 30 hours in Chapter 1 uh, for Final Fantasy. T- for Final Fantasy what? You cut out. There's a lot of the times where I am a big fan of power leveling the shit anymore. out of my team. We're going to talk about I- next time the podcast. Getting that itch. He says, I'm not... Uh, I'm usually not punished for this, but in this game, I must have triggered some dialogue because now I can't go back the way I came in and I'm lacking either an item or a necessary character to proceed. It's sad, but with the tiresome start to the game, I can't start over. Swicked in three is something I've heard you guys bring up a few times. Rob mentioned that this title also has a slower start taking about eight or so hours to pick up. I would imagine it's after everyone meets. I never really played a game that splits the stories into chapters like this. So when I played as, when I played as the young tribal character first, I spent about three hours on his chapter, getting him to a pretty high level. Next, the female knight character and mercenary character each come in with a standard higher level and good equipment. I actually really liked this system. I was recruiting characters, learning backstories, but then a, I guess, secret character opens up. Thomas. Oh, the mistake I made when I casually clicked on his name for chapter one. Thomas is more like the headmaster of the castle and has an attack of about one. He has a knight in training who is in the same boat. So now I have a party who dies in random battles and is difficult to train. 
I even tried hooking up another TV so I could be entertained <laughs> as I try to fight the weakest enemies for experience without dying. Oh, and spoiler alert, I don't have multiple sa- uh, I don't have multiple save files. It's never occurred to me to do that before to do that before listening yeah, you to your podcast. Definitely want to do that on anything you're playing through now. Yeah. You will get punished and you'll want to do something bad. Yep. It doesn't it also doesn't help that I spent time recruiting party members in the last two characters chapters. So essentially I could have recruited them with Thomas and had some heavy hitters, but now they are gone. So I got frustrated and bored and stopped playing a few months ago. I'm debating even trying to pick it back up. I remember Rob saying that he enjoyed Don't the game, especially after the slow intro. Should I give it another try? Uh, Jonathan, in uh, response to your question, I honestly don't know if you should give it another try. I would say maybe give it another try, but don't give it too much of a try if you don't end up liking it. Because this was a long time ago that I played this game. I really did enjoy it, but I have not played it in like basically since it came out. <laughs> Robert, I you enjoyed are it, but uh... every time you're gonna say something, I'm like, "What is he gonna say? What is he gonna say?" <laughs> Motherfucker! All oh, the edge of our seats waiting. <laughs> at least... Start being a dick. At least like I'm getting it. Sensor. At least I'm recording it on my. Jesus. <sighs> uh, so for everybody oh, listening uh, to the episode, I don't know how much of it you can hear from our end, but every few <laughs> minutes right now, Robert is just going completely dropping sound. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like he's driving by us on a highway every single time. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. I'm gonna after after we get through this email, I'm gonna hand him off to one of you guys because my throat's gonna not gonna be able to handle it. Anyway, right, let, so but let me what? finish. Oh, uh, I don't. Let me finish this actually, one. My throat hurts too. All right, a few episodes you know what back, I would, do? I would look at and go. So 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 hi. A few episodes back, some editing issues meant that background music was played while you guys recounted. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Your top 10 from 25 okay. years ago. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I um, actually liked that, by the way. I, I thought it sounded pretty cool. He's, I, I, I thought it was like, I was like, where the fuck is this music and like sound effects coming from? Anyway, Rob, that was awesome. <laughs> If not for copyright issues, I would recommend always having the music on in the background. It really added to the ambience, and it would work great for any time that you forget you're being recorded, and we patiently wait for you to start talking again. <laughs> if you, quote, accidentally do it again, we won't yell at you. All right. I, I actually thought it sounded really good. I'm glad that somebody else did, too. All right, I'll keep that in mind, Jonathan. Jonathan says, I was going to list a bunch of games I like, but I'll just list a few and attached you'll find a pick of some of my faves that I own. Honorable mentions, Bonk's Revenge, Kickle Cubicle, Toe Jam and Earl, Heroes of Might and Magic 3, Fable, oh, baby girl. <laughs> Fable, All Dynasty Warriors, Legends and Samurai games. Yes, dude, I love this guy. And he's got the same name as me too. This is great. Anamusha. <laughs> Why not oh, more Anamusha? Not everything needs to be Dark Souls. All right, I will play an Anamusha in the near future. All right, yeah, yeah, that's good. I want to, I want to hear from you. I've Anamusha. never played of that. They're Would fun, you... man. They're fun. It's like well. I always thought of it as like Resident Evil with samurais. Yes, yes. yes. That that's is basically exactly it, right? Okay. Um, P.S. Sometimes after class, I search random lecture halls to see if I can hear you over the PA system as Chase the Night Cleaner <laughs> is performing his leveling up skills. <laughs> That is really funny. Doesn't See, he do it at elementary school, or am I wrong? No, it's a college. Uh, is oh, it is a college. My right? understanding. Um, 
And then he gave us, I'll, I'll post these in our chat. And he sent us a few pictures of like some of his favorite games from his collection. I see some Final Fantasy VII, some Chrono Trigger, Ooh. and stuff like that. I, I still have an original copy of Final Fantasy VII. It still works! That's awesome. Are you kidding me? Alright, I'm going to hand this off to one of you guys. This next we one... So, so email, number, email number one is down. <laughs> Jesus well, I, I assumed that was going to be the longest one. That is, I'm pretty sure that is the longest one. Uh, but that's cool. Let's see. here. Why don't, I don't care. Either of you guys take it. This one is from Walter. I'll do it. Okay. All oh, right. nice. Alex, look like at that. that. All right. Alex taking Step control. Up to the plate. Team plate. <laughs> I can read, you know. Can you? Some, oh, sometimes. Nah, okay. I can read just fine. This is how I do all my voiceovers. On shit. Okay. I'm going to so, grab water while you Christ, go. These, but videos, you go ahead. these emails are super long. All right. This is what this says. Hey, guys. Been listening to you guys on and off since you first started. Even wrote to you about two years ago. I wanted to comment about an email that you got from someone asking about your opinion on ROMs, be uh -huh. actual cart slash consoles. I think I even asked you guys about this, parentheses, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've been asked about this a couple times before. Okay. Yeah. What I have to say is this. If you already have a decent collection, then stick with playing games on their original system. If you're just getting into retro gaming, then go with ROMs slash virtual consoles on the Wii slash PS3. Avoid Retron systems. They are simply emulators. I bought a Retron 5 oh, okay. when it first came out because I had recently gotten married, moved in with my wife and to a tiny apartment and uh, couldn't bring my console with and game collection with me. Wah, wah, wah. But at the, yeah, at, the, <laughs> at the time, the Retron seemed like an amazing alternative, and in theory, it still is. When I went to use it, I could only get to my uh, SNES games to work properly, the two parentheses, the two games I used to test, uh, sorry, the two games I used to test run was, were, rather, Correcting this guy's grammar. Fantasy Star 4 and Earthbound. The controller would not work at all for the Sega cart, but worked well for the SNES cart. Actually, I've had the same experience. That's kind of interesting. Okay, whatever. Probably just a firmware issue. When I went to pull out my copy of Earthbound, it sounded like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, no. I remember, I, remember my, I remember my heart dropped. I sincerely thought the Retron had ripped off the pins off my PCB. Luckily, Jesus. it hadn't damaged the game, and it still plays fine. Still, WTF. I did a little research after this, and I wasn't the only person with this issue. I sent an email to the manufacturer, I believe it's Hyperkin, he is correct, and I didn't get a response back. A couple days later, I had a day off, and I returned it. It was officially the, day, it was officially the first item I ever returned. Very disappointed with the whole experience. Now, keep in mind, too, prices for retro games had skyrocketed the past two, year, the past two or three years. It's very disheartening to see. Yes, it is. But it's a uh, fact. Luckily, there are a good amount of games on the virtual console for a new sh machine. Sorry for the long email, but I had to vent about that. Dude, this is not a long note... email, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not long at all. Sorry for the long email, but I had to vent about that. On another note, current retro games I'm playing now are tactics again. Right. again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from it. <laughs> and my third playthrough of the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Parenthesis, yeah, I know it's on a modern console, but they're old games. LOL. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> LOL. You 
could not have sounded more awkward. Oh, oh. Gotta be loud. Gotta be dry. Alex over here doesn't appreciate your acronyms, you know. Gotta be dry with the old LOL. All right, current modern games are Uncharted 4, I Am Setsuna, which sucks. No, that's my commentary, sorry. But And our, we are We Happy Few? What? I've never heard of that. It's uh, a anyways, very Bioshock-esque looking game. It's, oh, uh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. Right we Happy Few, really? I've never heard of that. Okay. It's pretty new. Okay. Anyways, here's a suggestion for you guys, top three, since you don't have an idea. Favorite handheld RPG has oh. to be an original title, not a remake. I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I either. did a lot of handhelds. I don't think I've played a single handheld RPG that wasn't a remake. I think I played two: Final Fantasy Legends one or two, maybe both. Oh, Final Fantasy Legend two is awesome. It's so and good. And then uh, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> and Pokemon <laughs> would count for sure. Yeah, it does. I've got a list oh, right there. It's my top yeah. three because I've played them. <laughs> Anyway, you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you do, Walter. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Walter. Yeah, thank you for reading it in that creepy tone at the end there. That was... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Walter's experience with the Retron uh, 5 was not so good. Correct. Sounds like it. My experience has been pretty good. I have a Retron 5. I bought it secondhand. I would not recommend buying it from the people themselves because they're... Uh, this is opening a huge can of worms, but they're uh, kind of ripping off the people that design the emulators themselves that are that the device is using to uh, emulate. It's basically an emulation box, but it works well for what it does for the purposes that I need it for, which is for ripping footage. So it's fine. It works well. Okay, you ha- so you haven't had a scraping of pins no not at all no not not what he's talking about okay all right let's move on to here we go chase the night cleaner thank you i felt like that i should was. clap right then yeah that was good do i have to read this one too yeah you do uh oh, okay <laughs> it's your payment for being here this is <laughs> I don't care. I like reading. This, this it, it you're doing a like good I'm job. In sixth grade again. I could read one of them if, but it's not in the group that I'm in. So, yeah, Jay invited the wrong version of. Oh, you. sorry, yeah. Blake. Uh, this yeah. is Blake, entitled you Blake. You want to take this one? I I don't have it, so no. Not All right, really. I'll let I'll let Alex go, and he's doing a good job. This is entitled I'm Robert. Robert. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Is this, oh uh, wow! On this episode of Classic Jesus. Baby Naming Podcast, he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is a, these are huge emails. Yeah. Hello, Robert, Jay, and Blake, and Mr. Snestrunk. I desperately wanted to show you all my quote unquote attachment this episode, but such an such a tangled mess might break the internet. That's uh, putting it lightly. Uh, that said, I have been patiently awaiting this entry of the classic Squaresoft fans podcast. This last <laughs> episode. So true. The last so episode was smooth true. and relaxing, like a high-end diaper cream. <laughs> Oof. Nice. No, those actually good. Never mind. I, I don't know. Like no, they're good. They're believe. Good. No, that's good. Always yeah. a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have your voices soothing back to me, or soothing, soothing me back into work after spending some time home with my growing family. The baby's name is Waka, by the way, because that Shut dude is a bomb. <laughs> no, I'm... I guess I guess Blake. the dude is a Avatar fan or something. No, 
Don't you dare take this away from me. Uh, that's what he said, Waka. Oh, that's awesome. Pretty cool. Seriously, though, he is named Henry after my late father. That's what he said. Sorry. Thank God. And <laughs> he is a pretty cool dude. Thanks for taking interest in him. I am very excited to see if he will enjoy video games as he gets older. But for now, I am pretty happy to just watch him gurgle and burp and yawn. That's Having a child got... They don't like video games. <laughs> <laughs> Having a child got me thinking about the legacy of classic games, and I came up with a idea of for a top three. Top three classic games you would want for your children or future generations of gamers if you don't want children to play. And hopefully, like, that's a strangely awkward. <laughs> I don't know. But... I don't understand what that means. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chase. There... <laughs> There is so much that can be learned from the mistakes and triumphs of old games, and at times one could argue that there are aspects of gaming that seem to have been lost in current generations, even as new territories in gaming are forged. Next up, I thought I would continue to ask those questions that really get to the heart of the hosts. My question of the day is, what is your favorite part of participating in this podcast? or for Snestrunk slash Blake, creating web content in general. To expand on this, what brought you to this point over 65 recorded episodes? What keeps you coming back? The money! Yes. The, the money. filthy money! The women, the women and the money. Uh, that's a good question. Um, so I guess my answer would be just that it's fun to do. Like, yeah, my question. Yeah, like I just enjoy... Getting in a call with you guys every couple weeks, talking about games, making fun this of each other. This is the only other. time that we really interact anymore, which is, you know. Yeah, usually. Sad boys. I end up laughing my ass off at least once or twice. It's a good time. Now, for me, it's like I never stopped, like, finding games, like, for Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Like, I ever since I first got the system when I was a kid, like, I never got that into N64 or ps2 or anything after that i just kept finding games for super nintendo or super famicom or import stuff so it's just it's just the lifelong hobby it's i'm kind of stuck with it at this point but anyway his email continues i expect collectively being able to produce this many podcasts hasn't been easy but you are all still here and seem to really enjoy it why not take a chance to let each other and the audience know why that is. Well, we just did. So anything to add Jay and Blake, I, I guess so. Well, uh, yeah, for ahead. the podcast, I mean, yeah, it's cool talking about other, it's cool talking about retro games. It's cool hearing about retro games from mm -hmm. other people. And, have common interests. Yeah. But it's a cool incentive for me to go back and play some of these games again. Yeah. Like an yeah. excuse. Not, not everybody yeah. appreciates them as much, so it's always nice to find yeah. people who have similar interests. Yeah. And for streaming in general, creating web content, like it's fun to go and see a lot of the regulars that are somewhat friend-like to me in a way. Sure. Kind of, kind of like I mean, the same way that it's always fun to hear from the same regulars through our emails and yeah, exactly Twitter and stuff. This guy continues a quick response to Scott, who mailed in last episode, regarding <laughs> playing actual retro cartridges on systems, as I noticed a lot of you wanted to talk about. about uh, had a lot to do with uh, things I had brought up last episodes. If you need someone to talk about this stuff, I would be happy to field your questions. Just hit me up on Twitter. 
This guy's. Do you want me to read this guy's uh, handle? Yeah, yeah. Learned from gaming uh, at from gaming chase. Wait, what? I know way too this... much about. What's which that? One, which one of those is? His... Oh, sorry. It's uh, at from gaming chase. I think as though okay at from gaming chase is his Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And he says, I know way too much about clone systems, retrons, retro duos, and playing rounds on your computer, as well as retro, as well as original systems and modding communities. Also, the internet itself is a great place of thriving communities that will gladly help you if you know what to look for. He goes on another paragraph from there. You want me to read this? Yeah, keep going. We're, we're going. <laughs> He's got two more in, paragraphs. Go ahead. We're in this. <laughs> we're in this together okay I'm, I'm not sure what your top three was supposed to be this week did you get around to choosing that last episode yes we did obviously so I guess I will shoot a quick few questions to Alex uh, parentheses West drunk hey dude love your channel on YouTube thank you so aren't you glad you didn't skip this paragraph yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is it by the way this is the end of alex just so you guys are aware (laughs) this is his farewell podcast honor uh no thanks i appreciate it very much and stuff uh what is your preferred way to play retro games do you like using the old hardware and then use flash cards for those hard to get roms or do you use a retron 5 (laughs) and capture everything or do you have a really good computer (laughs) A really good computer. Right <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's. What if the computer is your drug of choice of playing, what type of controller do you use? Jesus, we just talked about. This, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I I uh, I play carts and consoles. Yeah, me the too. rest of you guys play. Alex does both. Jay and Blake do ROMs. I, I do mainly re-releases and ROMs when I can. I have an Xbox 360 controller for my ROM stuff and uh, Retron 5. I plug us original SNES controller into that. If I have the original controller, I'll use the my original SNES console for that. Jay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I use uh, an Xbox controller, actually. Enough. Right on. Oh, yeah. I use an Xbox controller also. Yeah. yeah. I like my Xbox One eight, controller. Eight bucks, eight bucks on Amazon. You get a, a USB plug-in, yes. and then you just can connect any of the wireless controllers. You can also connect wired ones if you have an adapter for it, and they work really well. Lisa and I use them right next to each other. They have some interference sometimes, but for the most part, no big deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They work I excellent. use my Xbox One controller for the most part. I have a DualShock 4 as well that I want to try and use more often, but... I don't even think about it so often that the Xbox One is so com- comfortable. It's yeah. it just works. It's yes. a really nice controller. They both are. I I don't know if I could recommend one over the other. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure most people have had experience with one or the other. So yeah, it works best for you. He continues. Well, that's it for me this week, gentlemen. Thank you as always for your time and patience reading emails. Even if the games we are playing keep getting older, the content on the show never does. Still loving it this many episodes in. Also, Alex Snestrunk, keep doing what you do, man. I think your reviews are well thought out and generally spot on. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. This seriously, <laughs> this guy is saying this. And I especially like your hidden gem and Japanese games worth playing videos. Cheers and be cool. Chase the night cleaner. Awesome. Thank you for your email, sir. I, I appreciate your email speaking as me, Snestrunk. And there's a lot more to come. So thanks for your words. 
right. Thank you as always, Chase. We got another one from Chase now. <laughs> Blake. Blake's going to read this one. Blake, can you take this one? Uh, I mean, I don't have the text, so. No, I, no I'm just, there you go. All right. Ah, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me show you how it's done, boys. Do it. Uh, and this is another one from Chase, you said? Yes. Okay. Dear Robert, only, only read this on air if you're recovering FF6 and you have some time at the end of the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> be sure to ask if anyone wants to th- sit through one more email and don't push it. If no, they I'm not don't, gonna because this is literally just my opinions on Final Fantasy VI. This is email number two for me because I, thought, I think Robert will be talking about FF6 or 3 when released on the SNES in the States as his game this week. Hey, he did do that. Good job, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because he keeps posting image of his in-mint condition instruction manual. I am so <laughs> mad at you for that, by the way. I didn't even put that together. I was like, oh, yeah, of course he has a physical copy. It's his instruction book. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know, I know. I can't resist giving a few thoughts on FF6 because it is my favorite of the series. One of the things people forget now that it's 2016 and you can literally play any game you want any time and find at least a dozen other games just like it is that in the 90s, console game selection was still pretty scarce. You would uh, get burned once or twice when you took a chance on games you'd never played before and become very conservative with what you bought next. Not to mention, uh, this is me talking here, not to mention that uh, you were renting often on your parents' bill as well. Yeah. So you'd, if they didn't want to rent you another game, that's what you had. That's right. <laughs> you had to play what was put in front of you, and sometimes that meant we played some really, really bad stuff. Bill Lambert combat basketball. You were stuck with that all freaking weekend. <laughs> Other times, and I think this is what Chase is going to get around to. You'd have one game that you would buy new and then play for a month straight, and that's the game you had. This game you had, say, for example, Final Fantasy VI, and you would sit down and you would play it, and you would max out your characters. You would find all of the little Easter eggs in the game. And that's one of the things I loved about FF6. It came to the time when that's what I got to do with my games. All right, Chase continues. Uh, this was all on top of the fact that you had to hope that the game you wanted was actually in the store when you went. In the SNES era, pre-orders right. were still not quite a thing. Uh, you could get something called a rain check, which was similar, but games still took forever to come in. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember when pre-orders started. I... I never really did pre-orders. Have you guys? I did a rain check for NCAA basketball with my brother. Really? So that was a thing Super around Nintendo. you too. This was oh. way back when in 1995, I want to say. Wow. Is that JCPenney? I JCPenney sold video games back then. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, long That's hilarious. Like 92. Only... Yeah. <laughs> the only game I ever remember pre-ordering was Turok. <laughs> right. Oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> I saw. I just remember like seeing something about it in the store. I was like, "Holy shit, this game is going to be amazing!" And and, and that said, <laughs> Chase continues. That said, SquareSoft had already established itself as a decent console RPG maker, the best we encountered by this point of the '90s. Yeah, there's literally no competition back then that I can think of. Nothing comes even close. Uh, not in the states, anyway. In Japan, we, of course, had Enix releasing the uh, the Dragon Quest series back then, but we didn't know about that. Not too much, aside from Dragon Warrior 1 on Nintendo. Not the best game. Uh, any new Square game that came out, we scooped up whenever we saw it. Yeah, that's actually what thing was with me for a long time. Final Fantasy VI, four Mystic Quest, I personally was like, it's got the Square name on it, I'm there, I'm in. 
I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> now I Welcome remember uh, what what was Thanks. the first Dragon Quest game to come in to come out? Yeah, yeah we can hear you, Jake. Yeah, awesome. you can. there you go. What was uh, the, first... the first one that we got was a Dragon Warrior one on the NES, and then after that, oh, after that though, it was was a seven. Uh, it may have been. I no, what I feel you... like we got at least one of two and three. Okay. What are you referencing? Uh, Dragon the Dragon Warrior. Warrior games that came out in the oh. states. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we may have even gotten both of them, but then we did not get four, five, and six. We missed yeah, out. Yeah, there on, was like, a, a big gap them. there. I remember. Yeah. And then I believe we got seven. It was very, very rare. It's quite expensive. And then we got eight, and eight was pretty good. Oh, I wish you hadn't said that, because I had seven for PS1, and I didn't even own a PlayStation. And... I own <laughs> two for PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I understand your feels there. <laughs> uh, Chase goes on, Final Fantasy VI, when it hit, was amazing. In the same way that Final Fantasy IV <laughs> had been leaps and bounds better than FF1, Final Fantasy VI was what was that compared to Final Fantasy IV. The sprite work was gorgeous and original. The story was great for the time. I still think it's very good. Uh, the cast is. developed just enough to keep you attached to the characters. The villain was literally the Joker from Batman and was written in that way. Story went places you'd never ex never expect, and at the end of the game, you could either dive deep into all the side quest content, which you should, that's a note from me, and spend many more hours getting ready to destroy the big bad, or you could just go to the gold right go for the gold right away. And the ending you got reflected what characters you had collected, which I did mention earlier. That's yeah. one of the really cool aspects of uh, Final Fantasy VI. I think. I actually I want to do a playthrough sometime where I don't have all the characters just to see what changes happen. Mm. Also, yeah, the music, which is one of my favorite OSTs for any game, and scene decisions. Who puts a playable opera in a game? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> everything that we were just talking about this. <laughs> Perfect timing. Everything oh, that happened in this game was designed to keep you interested and engaged until you were ready to embrace the freedom that comes at the midpoint and endpoints of the game. There is an argument that once you get magic in this game, that the character abilities get kind of lost and become insignificant. But when you were 11 years old, and this is the best RPG you've ever played, that shit doesn't matter, man. As a kid, it was easy and fun to get lost in this game and let my imagination fill in the blanks for relationships. Oh, I love that characters. aspect of it. Yeah. And I mean, it as a gameplay thing, like I, I still like learning all the magic on everybody. I can't yeah. not enjoy that. <laughs> it's a grind. Of course I enjoy doing that. Um, where was I? Uh, okay. I kept using character abilities because it was flavorful and helped define who the characters were, except for Realm because the original release had a really crazy, crazy glitch that came with Sketch. I used glitch all the time, or sketch all the time as a kid. I never once got the sketch glitch. Yeah, what it doesn't it like erase your save or something like that? It can do all sorts of different things. There are different ways that the sketch glitch can work depending on the monster formation that you're up against. Okay. So it's it's difficult to explain. It can give you multiples of some of the best weapons in the game. It can, I think, it can teleport you places. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Mostly what it's used for is to rewrite your inventory with specific items. Huh. Oh, you know kind of like the, the Pokemon speedruns. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, plus, like, honestly, in that game, stuff like Bum Rush on Sabin, you can use that for flavor. Like, it, Some of the characters are still good with their flavor abilities. Um, I could easily talk for hours about the things I like about this game, and I hope you all manage to do the same, because I love hearing other people's opinions on it, the good and the bad. I could talk forever, too. That's why I keep stopping in the middle of this letter and <laughs> giving my opinions. On <laughs> By the way, uh, does the game hold up today? Uh, my answer, yes, it does. 
Yeah, Chase absolutely. says, I don't know for sure because nostalgia has such a strong influence on my opinion of it. I played this game when my mind was still gooey and developing, and it was one of the defining moments of my video game infancy. I really hope it does. I think it is a very approachable God, he is very RPG. lucky that that was it. <laughs> yeah. it for him. Uh, I think it is a very approachable RPG that railroads you just long enough to learn the ropes then lets you explore on your own. This this game requires grinding, but what RPG doesn't? Actually, this one doesn't actually really require any grinding. Yeah, you unless you're Robert Wayne. Much. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, like I got through when I did my recent playthrough, I got all the way up until I had all characters recruited, and I still wasn't level twenty because I was trying to stay low level. Just for anybody wondering out there, you can't do this <laughs> really easy without grinding. The level twenty. Uh, wow, that's that's that is pretty low. Yeah, when you were telling me, you were like, oh, man, I'm level 35 and getting my ass kicked. I was like, you're a bitch, you know that? I was getting my <laughs> ass kicked? I don't remember that. I, you mentioned being a certain level, and you were like, oh, this is really hard still. <laughs> like, oh, shut up, Robert. Uh, the music hold ups, holds up, and so does the graphics. And I'll stop now because, dudes, this ain't my podcast. Thanks for reading my junk. I'd rather read your email next time. I don't want to look at your junk. Yeah, I don't want to do anything with your junk, Chase. The uh, night I'll take the junk pick. <laughs> All right, I'll hook you up later, bro, Seth. Thanks. All right, thank you, Chase, once again. We got one more, and then we're all done. I think we'll skip the current gaming subcast this time. Is that <laughs> yeah, okay? I was just going to say that. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. You, here, I'll read this one, too. We can. Uh, I'll get this done. You want to do this one? Yeah, yeah. All right. Throw it in here. <clears throat> okay. This is from, uh, uh, this is from Jeffrey. Okay, this one isn't oh, oh, nice. yes, quite long. Oh, paragraphs. What are they? Hello, Rob, Blake, and Jay, and a special hello to my favorite YouTuber, Sinestron. Oh, I nice. decided to have a nice. guest host again, and oh, last night yeah. we covered several games I had never even heard of. It's one of my favorite things on the podcast. In fact, I just got my complete copy of Chocobo's Dungeon in the mail yesterday, thanks largely to the influence of Jay. Nice. I will nice. be my second ever roguelike. Or is it roguelite? I, I'm just going to go with roguelite. Yeah, on that that's one. fine. To, I'm not, I don't want to put any thought into that. No. Uh, after Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, which I've been playing a little bit of over the past several days, I really enjoyed DCSS, and the time really flies by sometimes until I die and look up at the clock and realize I have to go to bed. My only complaint is that it is incredibly complex and in-depth, which is good, but that the, the statistics of weapons and armor, or armors and monsters aren't very transparent. I'm never sure if I should change my equipment without going into several submenus. And if I see a monster, I have no clue if it will one-shot or if it will tear me a new butthole. Still, I'm enjoying <laughs> the game quite a bit. Yeah, after a while, like to get through DCSS, you just have to learn what things are going to kick your ass and what won't. So, yeah, uh, honestly, like after a... putting in... I've probably put in, fuck, 30 or 40 hours into that game, and I can't even make it halfway through without running into things that I'm not sure if I can take them yet or not understanding the end the monster's relative strength and then getting an idea of where you're at it, it starts to come more naturally the more you play through uh specifically dcss but in general roguelikes kind of teach you that uh that skill set i would say uh, i'm really hoping to win the space quest game pack you can keep police quest rob made that series sound like garbage <laughs> and getting to give point and clicks another shot after a 25 year hiatus Damn. When you were responding to Chase's question, what a great emailer he is, by the way, second best on the podcast, I would say. <laughs> number one is, it made me think about when I was younger and used to play multiplayer with my brother and little brother. I was better than all of them at video games, but I would always enjoy the games most where they had a chance to beat me. 
that's partly why I liked Mario Party. Ew. It was more of an excuse to joke around and spend time together than competition, often in games that would intentionally handicap myself to keep things close. For instance, when I played Halo versus mode, sometimes I would only do melee kills. I actually have done stuff like this in multiplayer games with some of my friends before, too. I feel like it burns them out quickly because usually, I mean, when you're dealing with a little brother, they're not going to pick up on some of this stuff as quickly. But with friends that are your age, I've done this, and they're smart enough to be like, well, why weren't you using this in the last game? And it's like, well, I wanted to give you a chance, so I handicapped myself. <laughs> right. I can't. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, sorry. I don't know. Have you guys ever done anything like that? Um, no, not really. I think whenever I played really? games against my sister, I'd always just like play as good as I could and just to beat the hell out of her in the game. <laughs> what a good brother you are. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I, I guess the thing, one thing I do like, uh, one thing I do do like that now, I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but you know what I'm trying to say, is when we play board games with, when my wife and I play board games with our seven-year-old, a lot of times we're like, I was telling Jay about this once, there's one game that we play uh, called the Castles of Mad King Ludwig, where you're supposed to like, uh, build your castles and whoever builds it the best, like, you know, wins and you're, you know, there's different uh, things that are in play and different playthroughs. And it's like the way you combine the rooms in the castle and all this kind of stuff. And there's like a little scorecard and you have your own piece on the scorecard and you obviously you just move it up. However many points, whenever you score points. And like when she's not looking, we'll like scoot her thing up like, you know, three or four points at a time because like otherwise she never comes close. So that way, at least, so like she doesn't, we don't always make her win, but we always at least make it to where she's pretty close. So I, that's, that's the only thing that I do that I can think of like that. Uh, and then he goes on to say, I did have one friend who was good at video games and we would play Smash Brothers Melee Versus with two computer opponents where it's handicapped you if you won. And we played that if you were the first character eliminated, you had to play the next match with your character in pink, purple, or whatever the most embarrassing uh, embarrassing outfit was. One time I was playing Mad 93 for Sega Genesis against my brother, <laughs> and he kept it close, and I sandbagged to force overtime. Once in overtime, I told him I was going to win by kicking a 53-yard field goal. Anything over 50 yards was damn near impossible, so I kept missing field goals, and every time he had the <laughs> ball, I eventually intercepted it. The weird thing was I kept calling when I would intercept it. I would say things like, not yet, maybe in three plays, and it just kept happening. We were both cracked up every time. Uh, this went on for a while, and for the whole game, I had pee. I was calling it until the game was over. Then he finally drove all the way down inside the 10, but decided he wanted to win with a touchdown, and of course I said on third down, I will intercept it, which is exactly what I did. Damn. Well, at this point, we That's both went in quality. hysterical, raucous laughter, and I pissed my pants. <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's quality. <laughs> so I guess my question is, what are your top three times that you peed your pants playing video games? <laughs> well, all right, I can say for a fact he's not here right now, but I know that one of all three of Jay's times would be raiding in World of Warcraft. Hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, because he couldn't get up. Yep. Uh, just because I'm a bastard. I, um, I, I don't have any stories like that. <laughs> the mention of no. Smash Brothers does remind me of one of the times, like one of the only things where I felt like I was on even ground 
it was just a very even playing field with me and a friend of mine. He played a lot of other fighting games like uh, Bloody Roar. So when I would go visit him, he would have a rented copy of Bloody Roar and we'd play the shit out of whichever version he had that week. And he would kick my ass because he actually rented the game. He'd actually played a bunch of fighting games and was able to learn combos and stuff. And uh, I just had to do what I could with what little knowledge I had at the time. And then uh, Smash Brothers Melee, we both had some, some hundreds of hours in the game. And he would play Link, and I would play Ness, and we would play against computers. We'd play like uh, 1v1v1v1, and the computers would get eliminated first, and it would be down to me and him. And we would just sit there for like five minutes, just trying to uh, just try <laughs> who could win, so, trying to roll around each other, roll behind him. He'd roll behind me, and then I'd roll behind him, and then he'd roll behind me. And then I'd roll in the other direction, and he'd fling a fucking arrow at me, and I can't absorb it because I'm Ness. And that was our matches, just rolling, 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 trying to bait out attacks and all this stuff. That's where I started to uh, get better, not good, but better at fighting games and the ideas that go into them. I put a lot of time into melee. He and I both did. Nice. It's fun times. Um, Are we talking top three like times you pissed your pants when? Yeah. Uh, probably when I threw a no hitter as uh, Greg well, Swindell in, while and, playing video games. While playing video games, I threw a no hitter as Greg Swindell is, and Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major <laughs> League Baseball. I'm telling you, when you get down to those last two innings. And I forget the team I was pitching against, but it was probably the Texas Rangers, if I had to guess. But you're you're pitching against like Jose Canseco, Rafael Palmero, whoever, and you're just like terrified. It's like this is really hard to do. It's really steep difficulty. <laughs> you can't give up a hit. That's hard to do in any baseball game ever. So that was really hard, and I ended up doing it with the shitty ass Greg Sundell. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> so okay. Well, Jay. Hi, Jay back from pissing your pants is jay here that was sort jay. <laughs> hey jay you around no any okay, other uh thing involving pissing my pants is probably beating uh contra 3 for the first time or beating uh super turrican for the first time or something along those lines i don't Fair. think i i legitimately don't think i have any pissing my pants stories uh, like I actually can't think of any time that that has happened to me. Yeah, me neither. At least not during video games. Uh, so he goes on. I know this is long already. Don't worry, the episode is too. But since Blake recently covered Final Fantasy VIII, I want to briefly explain why it is my most hated game. FF7 was my first Final Fantasy and second JRPG overall, and I absolutely loved it. So when eight came out. When I was a senior in high school, I was super hyped. I had very little money. That's a Final Fantasy Tactics reference to you out there that don't get it as a kid. So I couldn't buy FF8, but my friend bought it, beat it, and offered to sell it to me at a discount. I wonder why that is. So I drove it into school with 30 bucks, got the game from him, and went home sick for the day. I was really into the game, even though it seemed very easy, and I absolutely hated Renoa and Squall from him. I thought that a lot of the plot and convenient unexplained story elements which were very well covered by blake were ridiculous but when the big orphanage reveal happened i actually sat down on my controller and started cussing the game <laughs> after i beat the game i immediately started again from the beginning i convinced myself that i must have missed some things first time 
that made it all make sense. <laughs> After all, FF7 had a complex plot that I oh, wait, felt... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think I need some UJ. I got it. Yeah, I got it too. Okay, there we go. Okay. Go all right, you muted them for the server. Good enough. Uh... After all, FF7 had a complex plot that I felt was more enriching upon multiple playthroughs. I absolutely agree, by the way. Nope, not this game. Fuck FF8. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. <laughs> it honestly, the story, the whole plot of the game makes less sense on play, later playthroughs because you knew, know what to expect and you're looking for all the caveats that, uh, like, you're looking for things that help explain it, that help it make sense, but instead what you end up finding are a lot of things that make the game make even less sense. For example, <laughs> right. um, there's a thing where uh, we brought it up recently. Oh, the fact that your garden, the military base <laughs> that you work out of, can fly. And yet the man who made that place, the reason that so many, your characters don't remember the orphanage and all that stuff is because they had, uh, they've been using guardian forces, the game summons. But Sid had never done that, so why would Sid forget about something about the base that he himself had had built? And it's just really weird stuff that just does yeah. not make any sense whatsoever. And I guess you could say that maybe he hadn't been informed about it, but my argument to that is fuck Final Fantasy VIII. There you go. Seems to be uh, Jeff continues to say, I have listened to every episode of your podcast in the first 62 episodes twice each. Woo! You have a total of 7,856 <laughs> minutes or 130 hours, 56 minutes of episodes. Damn. I you guys talk about video games for 15,354 minutes or 255 hours and 54 minutes. 10 full days and an extra 16 hours. I'm guessing about a week of that time is Rob and probably a full <laughs> day is a combination of Kingdom Hearts and Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Your longest episode was the recent episode, 63 at 3 hours, 9 minutes. And the shortest episode was a Blakeless episode, 28, which clocked in under an hour and 59 minutes. From episodes 57 to 59, you, have a, you had a three-episode streak where each episode is exactly 2 hours and 34 minutes. I actually noticed that. That's really fucking weird. Yes, it was really weird. That is really cool. I like the consistency there. I mm -hmm. wish we could go back to that. So uh, I'm guessing that this is going to be our longest episode now by about an hour. Just yeah, saying. probably. Uh, I hope you found all of that interesting and will reward my basic math skills with the spice Space Quest games. Not Spice Quest. Spice That's something else. <laughs> probably has to do with Dune. Uh, if not, I threaten to send an even longer email next episode, which Jay will bail halfway through to go to bed. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Later, dude. Jeffrey, <laughs> thank you very much for the email, man. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey, that was a good one. You get Space Quest. <laughs> Somebody else needs to... Nobody, nobody even asked for Police Quest. Somebody ask for Police Quest, because I have an extra copy of the series. Oh. Somebody write. Oh my god! Somebody write in and ask for it, uh, Jeffrey. I'm going to send you Space Quest, uh, but you have to write in and tell us, like, what you think of the games as you're playing them. And as a word of warning, I would say just straight up skip one through three, because uh, four is where it becomes like the modern style of point and clicks, and one through three are like typing in commands, and they're basically impossible games. So play Space Quest. I'll send them to you, and uh, we want to hear 
what you think about sp- the Space Quest series. And guys, I think, I think we might actually be done. Just shy of four hours. Are you serious? This well, is... I mean, we started at about eight my time. Sorry, it's my fault. <laughs> and probably mine. I could sit Pro- here and rant about FF8 and FF9 forever. I think it was <laughs> actually Blake more than me. Please do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, w- I already did. We've said this a few times, but I think this is possibly maybe actually the longest episode yet. Yeah. So we're going to skip even, the... uh, even with some of the breaks that we took and stuff, this must have been a three and a half hour episode, I would uh, say. I, yeah, something like that. We've had like one or two others that were three and a half, so it's going to be a close call. I think we're going to skip... Well, he was saying that our longest was episode 63 at three hours, nine minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. This will now be our longest episode. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> Congratulations oh. to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... <laughs> we will hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna unmute jay real fast see if he has anything to say because he was his phone is causing some crazy noise jay are you there jay why are you down a hallway jay come closer <laughs> to the phone <laughs> all right well if jay finds a way to talk to us jay had to switch over to his phone because i think he had to go somewhere he's been listening now he's typing Here? something He's hey, hello. Hey. Hi. Hello? Hello. Jay, any Hi, last... Sorry. That's cool. Any last word? We had to mute you because your phone sounded like you were like walking around tossing it down a hallway or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's what I was doing, so... Oh, okay. Hot dog on a hallway. That does make sense, then, yeah. Oh. Jay, any final um, words before you wrap this one up? Mm-hmm. Four hours? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm making tuna fish. <laughs> okay, good. I'll close out this episode. Thank you, Blake. Done, if everybody else is done, are we good? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, introduction, uh, closing stuff. I'm yeah. Slackaholicus. Slackaholicus.tv. I'm playing Final Fantasy games right now. I'm in the middle of Final Fantasy X. Come watch me. It's good stuff. Robert, where can they follow us to keep up with us? At Class Games Class. Let's try this again. At <laughs> Class Games Cast on Twitter. Or you can check out our website, ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Blake, where can they email us? Um, customer support at <laughs> I don't remember dot who gives a Blizzard.com slash Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> uh, Let's try mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. That's so fun. That's less fun for sure, yeah. Uh, we just set up one called customer support at Classic Gaming Podcast. <laughs> I can do that if I can. Alex, where can people follow and listen to you? I'm SNES Drunk. Just look up SNES Drunk on YouTube. You can follow me at SNES Drunk at Twitter. That's about it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I hope you had a great time. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks as long as something catastrophic doesn't happen, as it always seems to for us. That's it for this episode. Until then. Bleep, 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 bleep. That's all, folks.